Blog Talk Radio. Hello there. Tonight's episode of Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete is brought to you by Gotham Sports Network, a new great place for New York sports blog and opinion. The guys are doing everything there, all New York sports and pop culture, some great entries every day, so go check it out. Go to GothamSN.com. That's GothamSN.com, and go see what these guys have going on. Gotham Sports Network, all New York, all the time. All right, time for Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Go ahead. Challenge him. Challenge him. Come on. Franks and beans. Scoop of chocolate, scoop of vanilla. Don't waste my time. Can I strenuously object? Is that how it works? Hey, Willie! Ow! Willie! Ow! Give my creation life! But uh, you have me so far, and it is Friday night. It is 10 p.m. We are live from 
uh, Newtown, Pennsylvania, which is where I live now. And uh, Cal will be joining us from Comac, New York, and PJ will be joining us from Pre-Old, New Jersey. It's Ready to Unload with Cal and Sophie, number 254. Friday night, Ready to Unload, traditionally, are crazy pants. So uh, let's just get loose, everybody. Don't even worry about it. Let's have some fun. Um, there is a ton of sports to talk about. You wouldn't think there would be, but the NFL season is in week 13. The Jets and Giants are in the thick of uh, playoff-type stuff. You have the Islanders and Rangers uh, in the uh, in, in the season getting along, moving along. The Islanders are getting points every night, but John Tavares is not a part of it. That's weird. And then you have the baseball hot stove stuff that never stops. Baseball hot stove never – well, I mean, it stops when the season starts. But the, the baseball itself just never stops. Like the hot stove is um, is just great. I – I don't remember it being this way my whole life. I don't remember it. And I guess, you know, obviously it's before the advent of Twitter and, and, and social media and stuff, but, the, you know, the, the the hot stove was great even like five, six years ago when Twitter was in its infancy. I loved it. And it, it wasn't like this as a kid. You didn't have the reporting. You didn't have the means to follow your team so well in the off season. You know, you didn't have the the ability to see exactly what they were going to do and who was a free agent and whose contract was up and who, you know, what trades might be available. And, and uh, you just, you didn't have any of that. And and now it's, it just never stops. Like as soon as the Mets lost tragically the world series, you immediately were on the hot, the hot stove was on and you now know, you now know everything you know, that, that, that is happening. It's unbelievable. So we have Mets stuff to talk about. Late-breaking news tonight, 65-year-old Michael Kadire has apparently retired without telling the Mets. So uh, my buddy Brian from work, uh, the big Mets fan, may call in soon. But let's bring in the co-host of the program. Let's bring in that guy. Kel. That's him. Let's bring him in. Let's see if he's here. Let's see if he wants to be a part of the program. Hi, Cal. Hi, Steve. How are you, Matt? I'm good. I'm happy to be a part of the program tonight. You uh, you look like a part of the program. You sound like a part of the program. <laughs> the abrupt cutoff. I'm, I'm trying. Best producer in sports. Um, he really is like Dick Ebersol. He really is. <laughs> Wait, who's, who's the other, the other one? Rune Arledge. Rune Arledge. That's it. He really is. Right. Let's bring him in. Let's just get him in here. Let's get him in here, too. Come on. The, uh, a school leaver of no fixed hairstyle. He is Bishop. Pop culture PJ, everybody. The Bish. We missed him uh, two weeks Two weeks ago? Was And again. <laughs> the audio cutoffs are magnificent. Hi, Pete. Wow. You you uh, you missed us, didn't you? I'm not gonna lie, I've had a little alcohol tonight. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! But I you, think did we you don't mention that if you lied. Did you mention that it's Friday night? I missed the open. I did. I mentioned several times that Friday night RTUs tend to be a little quote loose end quote. Randy, a little <laughs> a little Randy. Pantsless. Uh, <laughs> they tend to be a little pantless. Uh, how are you, uh, Bishop? We missed you. How was your Thanksgiving? We didn't even get to talk to you about the giving. 
Oh, man. Come on. Has it been that long? It has been that long. Yeah, it's been. How was your giving? Uh, well, we're still eating leftovers. Turkey soup. What? Okay, so you're going to be a, a DJ now? What are you doing? <laughs> you're going to be on, on KTLA? Coming up at 10 to the hour, we've got tickets to Fergie. We do? I didn't know we were getting tickets to Fergie. I'm surprised by that. Oh, how are you? Um, you know what I started? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know what started tonight for me? Christmas dinner prep. Started tonight. Started tonight. Started tonight. Started tonight. The rice balls. The arancini. The little started tonight. All right. Wait, what did you call it, Cal? No, I said it seems a little soon. Well, they freeze very well. That's that's why we went with it. Oh. (laughs) Sounds like a sounds like a relatively filthy word for rice balls. Listen to me. The fry daddy is on the counter. You know what I'm saying? I feel like rice balls is filthy enough. Yeah, it, it takes you care of need to make it filthier. Why do you, you ever use the going... ever use the fry daddy? No, I want to. Oh, the fry daddy! Come on, it's 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 a little deep fryer that you can you can make like four things in at once. It's like it's it's tiny. It's great. We're talking small. We're talking three fries. At once. Rhode Island could kick its ass in a fight. We're talking about a small fryer. <laughs> I feel Very... like it should be called the Fry Boy then. Yes. <laughs> like the Fry Daddy would imply it's bigger. That's right. I think it commands more respect. I think it was the well, there's the Fry Daddy and the Fry Daddy Junior. I think this is the Fry Daddy Junior. But they never called it Fry Boy. Fry Boy. The fry yeah, kid. That's, you know what? That's a good point. Right? The fry daddy and the fry kid. <laughs> what do you? How many rice balls can fry you kid. get in? Can you get in a? Can you get in a fry daddy at once? Uh, I tried five. It was a mistake. I crammed five into the basket. Very bad. You gambled. Wait, it's got a basket. It's got a it's got a cute little basket. It's like a it's little like a, thing, like a real fryer basket. You know the miniature tools that come with the uh, the, the easy bake oven. Do you ever see an easy bake oven with the tiny spatula and the tiny pan? Yes. Okay, it, this is only one degree more serious. In that way, you could severely burn yourself. So I guess it's a little bit safer. The Fry Daddy Junior. Right. It's a lot like the corn. Than the Easy Bake Oven. <laughs> right. It's a lot like the Corn Baller um, from Arrested right, Development. I was just, just going to say, boy, well, Dad really rushed, rushed these tomorrow. Right. Let's, hold on a second. Hold on. Sure. The, the Easy Bake Oven cooks with the like a light. It cooks with a, a light. Battery, a battery-powered light. You're trying to tell me that the Fry Daddy is only one degree hotter? It's, 
No, it, uh, it's only it's only uh, um, no, it's a, it's 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 a serious appliance. I mean, it's real. It's a real thing. But it's got it's got it's got tiny pieces. It's got a little dial. It's got a little light. It's got a little basket and a little hook and a little heating element. It's very tiny. You can do like adults, four though, right? stuffed mushrooms at once. What's that? It's for adults, right? This is not... <laughs> I wouldn't get this for my daughter's kitchen, right? No, you're right. They don't know. They don't make a, a, a deep fryer for kids yet, as far as, baby, as, far as baby's I know. First, baby's first deep fryer? Still highly, <laughs> highly dangerous. Very that's dangerous. A, that's a very popular uh, uh, Christmas gift in the South. Baby's first deep fryer. That's by Mattel? It's by, it's by Paula Deen, actually. <laughs> Paula Deen's baby first deep fryer. It comes with a uh, like a tub of butter and um, like a whole big thing. Like they got Florence Henderson involved. There's like a whole thing of Wesson it comes with. Well, yeah. What do you, you can use it. Oil? You can deep what fry your using? turkey leftovers with it, you know? <laughs> right. You can deep fry the deep fried turkey leftovers. <laughs> turkey double- salad again? <laughs> KTL back after this. All right. Still eating turkey. We got RTU coming up next. And <laughs> Put a pot of coffee on. The tryptophan's working. Auga. <laughs> Anybody here like the rice balls as much as I like the rice balls? Look. I, I, I'm going to quote John Candy. Love is is not a big enough word for how All I right. feel about the rice balls. It's not big enough. Are you making the Jumbalta rice balls though, or like give me a uh, give me a commensurate size? Because I've had like okay. the, the the softball size. I've had like the meatball size. Like I've had the reasonable rice ball, mm-hmm. and then I've had right. the, really. Are you serious? Are you a serious person, rice ball? The irresponsible right. rice balls. <laughs> the, 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 the the, you're out of your mind, rice ball. Right. The gastrointestinally irresponsible rice ball. Yes, that's the one. I said gestationally. Well, me, that's not the right word. Let, let me reiterate that the Fry Daddy Junior that we're using is not a big machine. If I tried to make the softball size, I'd be, ladling, small. I'd be ladling oil over the top manually, which is not, not good. These, no, these are definitely... Right. Like uh, a meatball size, let's call it uh, a slightly larger golf ball sized uh, rice balls. The little treasure inside, you know. Well, what do you? Well, I mean, are you Go allowed on. to? <laughs> right, are you allowed to reveal what is inside the rice ball? We're making two varieties. Sorry, that's that's completely wrong. We're making three varieties for Christmas this year. So you one is, uh, right off the bat. <laughs> Right out of the gate with no facts. That's me. <laughs> We're making two I varieties. Come, I'm a filthy I come liar. right to the We're podium. Three I, we have a brief statement. Oh, excuse me. Let me check my notes. <laughs> we have a 37-minute statement. <laughs> I'd like to say unequivocally, excuse me, wait a minute. There's no chance that this um, is accurate by any means. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, we're doing three fillings. One, uh, chopped meat with uh, right, pinoli, uh, very, very well-seasoned chopped meat with uh, pinoli nuts. Uh, the second is a mozzarella with uh, 
Q. Wait, wait, wait. Are you, are you an, an Italian American anchor on a news program? <laughs> the second one is mozzarella. With uh, cubed uh, meat, probably like a pepperoni type meat, uh, let's say, or maybe a. This is coming up later. We have Paul Caracciopo. NBC News. He's going to. Uh, Tell us how to make some holiday favorites, including the arancini. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I'm going to put the rice ball conversation on hold because my buddy. Turkey Brian chili again. <laughs> KTLA. Um, because uh, my buddy Brian from work, the Mets fan, is calling in and he wants it. He's only got a couple of minutes. He's on his way home from our holiday party that I was not able to. Um, so he, oh. he's going to give us a report on our holiday oh, party. And uh, he's also, uh, he's only got a couple of minutes. So let's get, I want to get him in here to talk so about the So get PJ Mets. out of here. Come on. Get PJ the hell out of here with his rice ball. Um, <laughs> that's, I'm, I'm actually referring to rice ball, not his testing. Um, no, he's, uh, he's a good friend of the program, big huge Mets fan. Huge breaking news tonight. Michael Kadire, 62-year-old science teacher and left fielder for the Mets. Michael Kadire has retired without letting the Mets know. So, and of course, the Mets traded for Neil Walker, sent John Neese out of town, and they signed uh, as, as Drupal Cabrera just so we can trip over his name. So, let's welcome him in, my man, Pots and Pans. I'll never say that again. Uh, no, what's up, Brian? What is going on? Hey, brother. Hey, Steve. Uh, first of all, how was the holiday party? I was unable to go. Well, you know, I I have a I have a newborn at home, so I yes, I was you do. Congratulations, a, a, Congratulations, thank you. Congratulations. I was I was having a steady steady diet of uh, Coca Cola, just straight Coca Cola, you know, the hard stuff. Um, right. And now I'm I'm driving home from the holiday party. I was supposed to be there for one hour. I was there for three, and uh, <laughs> probably not be happy when I get home. <laughs> no. And uh, and will the baby uh, Haley, by the way, Cal, uh, beautiful baby girl, um, and, you know, of course, uh, all, all blessings and 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 stuff for, for you and your wife, Bri. Um, she's really beautiful, and um, Cal knows a little something or two about having daughters, um, so you can speak to him in about ten, twelve years. He has a full manifesto of what to expect. Um, and, uh, uh, I mean, but, uh, one one day at a time. You know, one day yep. at a time, one hour at a time. <laughs> Don't it. We're taking it one diaper at a time right now. One diaper. That's right. At a time. That's right. No, uh, seriously, con- uh, congratulations, Bri. That's it's it's awesome, man, and and uh, we're really happy that everybody's healthy. So, thank you. Let's move to fifty-nine-year-old uh, Michael Kadire, uh, one-time science teacher and also part-time left fielder for the Mets. Uh, so, retired. Uh, let's let's jump right in there. Well. Have I missed anything in the 20 minutes that I had my phone off? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not that I know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check my Twitter feed right now because this is breaking, Cal. This is a developing story. Yeah, that's, I'm there, looking at that right there, now. Is there any truth to this bench coach rumor? I, no, I not yet. Know. Not yet. That's just speculation. Okay. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I was going to call it a Christmas miracle, but since it is Hanukkah, <laughs> You know, I think that this is a this is a Hanukkah miracle. Now, I'm I'm in I'm in I'm in kind of I got 
one leg in two different boats, and, and the, the sea is still swaying. And I look at it, and I go, that's $12.5 million freed up. But yeah. we also have the Wilpons as owners, and they've shown no desire to spend money. And deep down, deep down in my gut, something still tells me that they're not going to spend the money. They would rather offer Ben Zobis $14 million a year than just say, hey, we got $12 million more freed up. Let's go pay La Potencia. I, I, I don't think you'll get an argument out of any human being on this show. <laughs> this, they, they just you know, have to pay down to like nine. I think it went down to like ninety four million when he retires. I think it goes down to like ninety three or ninety four million. So they are. Here's what I was talking about uh, uh, to my uncle Tom today, guys. And I think you guys will both appreciate this. We were talking about opening day and getting our tickets and stuff. And I hadn't talked to him in about two or three weeks about the Mets stuff. And the Mets are, are doing their usual nonsense about opening day, like telling you that tickets are available but they're not available and. We go every opening day, and they gave um, the guy who gets the group the tickets, the runaround, saying, oh, they're not available yet. And he said, well, if I buy Yankees tickets, are they available? And the guy was like, yeah, they are. And he's like, so the guy was like, so they're available. They're just not available. But anyway, we were going back and forth, and, and we came up with this, and I think you guys will agree. They're, they're going to say – over and over again, they said, if you come out to the ballpark, we will raise the payroll. Sandy Alderson said that, right? And Sandy Alderson said that was the edict from on high, right? Come out to the ballpark, yep. we will increase the payroll. Well, they came out to the ballpark, and then they made the playoffs. And they stood to make, and Cal, I actually found this number. It could be anywhere from 20 to $30 million more for being in I the playoffs. I just saw that this week, yeah. Yes, for TV money and extra income for the Mets. Right, a one playoff, one home playoff game alone could be worth three or four million dollars to them. Right. right. So there's an extra twenty or thirty million dollars in the coffers because people came out to the stadium, and they said over and over, "We will spend when you come out." Well, we came out, and you're you're going to have a lower payroll than last year, and you're going to sell us the same bill of goods about. They're going to add two or three guys. They're going to go into it with this great pitching and hope to stay close. Right? Am I right, guys? Cal, I'll start with you. Absolutely. Am I right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, probably. I, I think they may spend a little more money now. I think they may try to go get somebody more significant in the outfield. I don't think they, they're going to go for Cespedes yet. I still don't okay. think they're going to go for Cespedes. I don't think they're going to go for Upton. I don't think they're, they're going to be in that neighborhood. But I can see them going and giving a, a par a, a three-year deal for like nine million oh. a year or something like that. Okay, but but, but why? How is? I just I don't. I refuse to accept. I, you know, I feel like we as Mets fans have been. We almost have like the Stockholm or the beaten wife syndrome, where <laughs> they've beaten us down over the last number of years yeah. with the payroll that, that we've. We've just come to accept that, well, we're not going to re-sign him. We're just not going to do it. Even before this money came off tonight, we're just, we basically just admitted to ourselves that, you know what, no matter what we, how much we care, they're just not going to spend the money. So 
We just need to accept that. I refuse to accept New York owners that are this cheap. And if they're going to just screw the fan base over like this, not even screw the fan base over, they're screwing the team over. This team. That's it. That's it. Was, right, that's this it. team was that's so it. close to winning last year. That's I mean, it. we're talking about how every to do game went down the water. It has nothing to do with the fans. You're absolutely right. It is the team. They don't owe it. They don't owe it to the fans to sign Cespedes. They owe it to the team to sign Cespedes. They owe it to right. the I team mean, to sign. They owe it to the team to put the best team. You don't have to capitalize on momentum. It's not about entitled fan bases. It's the team. Put the best team out there. You know, I, you I look at this. Team. I look at it. We were so close last year. I mean, every game came down to the wire. You could say, "Hey, strengthen the bullpen and strengthen the you know the, the middle of the infield defense." And we're winning that series. Like, we cruised. I mean, apart from the Dodgers series, that was a little dicey at times. But we crushed the Cubs. And I know yeah. that the Cubs are getting stronger. The teams around us are getting stronger. But we're, we're just sitting there and we're going, we'll keep it tight. Well, I hate to break it to you. That opening day lineup from last year was never getting to the World Series. Never. Yeah. If, if he's not on this team, and I'm not expecting him to hit 17 home runs in two months. That, that, that was an unrealistic you know, it was an unsustainable pace. Right. But I certainly think that there's no reason to to think that he can't go 28, 30 home runs, 100 RBI again with like a 270 average. That's what From he the right do. side of the plate. I mean, From we have right to have we have plate. to have him in the Guys, middle of the line. We don't have. To... I know you're all in, uh, Brian. I, uh, uh, the big OD. I know you're all in on on Cespedes. I know I am. I know Cal soured on him. Cal, I feel like you're okay on Cespedes for the right price, right? Like if it was yeah. five and a hundred and five and hundred and twenty five, you're in, right? I think I'd have to be at that point. I'm still not crazy about him. I I think it would be a problem. I, I told you this, Steve. I, I he's a problem once you make the commitment to him and he's got the money in his pocket that you're going to start to see a little, a little bit of an issue with him. That's right, just my opinion. Five, I could be wrong about that, but that's my opinion. Yeah. No, and that's, well, and that's a, fair. That's a concern. Sure, certainly. My, my counter to that is Cespedes has already made like $50 million in his career. Am I right? Yes. Yes. I mean, he, made, he was making $9 I mean, million this, this, last year. So, this, I mean, this was a guy who, I mean, there's stories out there that he goes into his house and he, he got, he's got property so big that he, he shoots ducks. And, and skins him and grills him up on his property. Did you see that I mean, this guy is yeah. this guy is this. He's already loaded. I don't think any more money is going to affect him. I don't think he's going to become lazy. Like you see, this guy. This guy is an Adonis. This isn't a guy who is like Kung Fu Panda, where you know you you pay him and you're concerned he's going to blow up to 300 pounds. This is a guy who is very dedicated to his craft. Now, so. for some reason, some people think it could be personality. Some people think that it could be because of that clause that was in his contract, he got traded a couple of times. I, I, I like, think, to, I like I to believe mean, that this guy is, is just a really dedicated guy. And, I mean, you look at this guy. When a guy is built like that, this guy is dedicated to his craft. He, I have no concerns about him becoming lazy whatsoever. Now, I have no do concern. I, want to I, have, somebody, I, have, I have less concerns about him breaking down, too, because he is a very, very physically – if, you know, he's going to be 30 years old. If I'm going to give him five or six years, I feel like the guy's – and he's got very little tread on the tire. He's only been in the major league since he was 26. So I don't have any physical concerns about him breaking down. I agree with you to a certain extent, Bri, 
uh, 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 that, you know, he, he clearly was wanted back by the Tigers. The Tigers said he was a great teammate. I think that clause in his contract, guys, once I found out what that clause was, that was the key to why it to me, was that the window got wiped out. He had that clause in his contract where he, they could wipe out the window for exclusivity to sign him back. <clears throat> and I think that's the reason the Tigers traded him. But I, but uh, uh, Big O.D., I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but please go on about uh, 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 about Cespedes. But he's a right-handed bat, guys. Right-handed bats don't hit that many home runs. They don't. He's got to have the most home runs over the last two years for a right-handed batter. He's got to. Listen, he's, he's – uh... He may be inconsistent at times, but I don't think he – he's not Lucas Duda inconsistent. You look at his numbers at the end of each year in his career, they always end up around the same area. Now, yes, this year he was a little bit better than the other – the previous years, but, you know, not not a crazy uptick in, in – I mean, he went from, what, 28 and 100 to 35 and 115? I mean, that's not a crazy jump. I mean, he's been consistently in that 25 to 35 range. You know, I just – I think that the guy – he is – we cannot go back to the World Series without a bat in the lineup similar to him. So you know how uh, these guys covet their, their draft picks, although they didn't with Kadire last year. You know, we don't have to give up a draft pick to re-sign him. Just, just no. re-sign the guy. We, the money is available. If they don't sign him, it's purely because of cheapness. That's it. You know what? You don't want to pay the pitchers either? That's fine. But you know what? We have – we have a couple-year window right now to win. So don't Two. give me this. Why do I want to pay him six years from now? I don't care about six years from now. We have three years right now to win the World Series. Go win it. I think two. I think you have two years. I think the window is two years because Harvey's the first one up in two years. I mean, I think it, three. They were, after, after 18, he's a free agent, I thought. I thought he was a free agent after 17. You know, the, the no. one aspect, though, that I don't get concerned about with, with the pitchers is, you know, Hopefully Wheeler is all right, Tommy John. But if we have to trade some of these guys, we're gonna get we're gonna get a, a king's ransom in return for these guys. Well, no, we you're really gonna right. you're gonna have to trade one of them. You're not gonna have five starters making thirty million dollars a year. That's unsustainable. I totally agree. But but not for two years. Be able to get back not for two years. At least not for two years. At least. And we're so not going to be trading him, all of them. No. If you sign Cespedes for if you sign Cespedes for a six year deal, let's say six let's say six, six and for one fifty. Six for one fifty. Right? Those first three years of that deal are your key years. Go win two World Series. The last three years, who gives a crap? You're gonna have to trade two of those pitchers anyway. You know, so again, it, it is pure cheapness, uh, uh, Brian O'Donnell. It, it, it totally is. And guys, if the market comes back, right? So if he's like Cespedes, you could get him for like four, say four hundred. Then it's completely just cheapness. Just completely, there would be zero reason to not sign him for four and a hundred. Zero. Unless zero they reason. know something about him because they have him. And they have concerns about it. that reason. That, but but uh, are they sell us that cow, or are they going to uh, for money? In other words, are they going to? We'll say, never know. Oh, you know. 
I, I mean, I, I, I just Jason look. Hayward, guy, Jason Hayward just got eight years and $23 million a year. That, that was because of his age. He's 26. But he's, so it's a ridiculous he's 34. Teams don't want to get that six-year deal. It's like, yeah, I don't think that Cespedes is going to get a six-year deal. I don't. I, don't I think, think so somebody's going to give him five. And, and I think that it's going to be around the $25 million mark. So I really think five years, 125 is going to get this thing done. And I, 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 don't, I don't understand. I just I, I really I hope and I heard it They're broke, <laughs> guys. They're still broke. They still don't have any money that they want to put into the team. I don't. I don't buy that. You said they made thirty million dollars last. No, no, no. With the playoffs. Let me. So I don't buy them right. being broke. Let me rephrase. They are Mets broke. They're not broke. Well, they they are Mets either. broke. They don't want to put any money back into the team. At all. They want to get every dime they can get out of the team, and they don't want to put any money back in. Right, they they want to they want to know that they're guaranteeing themselves a certain amount of profit each year, because because they their their funds their liquid cash flow is is a little drained after after their friend uh, had his little scam. You know, yeah, no, it's it's totally drained, and they've been they've been drawing on it for six years. Six yeah, or seven I mean years. the Mets the Mets are their the, the Mets are their ATM. That's the, the Mets of their ATM, and they they don't want to risk the idea of that spending maybe thirty million more per season, and oh, two pitchers go down with injuries, and we don't make the playoffs, and then we don't get yeah. the money back if, if the team starts struggling. Yeah, it's like they're, they're, so, they're, they're they're just so risk averse right now that they just don't want to, like they, they 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 were patting themselves on the back for making the Cespedes trade. I mean. <laughs> Like they were really, they were like so proud of themselves. Like it's like we looked at Jeff, and Jeff said, "Do it." Like, uh, are you serious? Like, do you want to, you want people to pat you on the back for for knowing you have a good team and that you you're a big bat away from making a run? Congratulations, you got the big bat and you made a run. There's no reason if you bring if you get the band back together. Sands, Walker for Murphy. Just get the band back together. We're going back to the playoffs. And if you get to the playoffs, anything can happen. So, I would agree with that. There's no, just well, what do you, back together. What do we think of, of Walker? Cal, I'll start with you. What do you think of Walker? We talked about it uh, a little bit, but we, we haven't been able to do so on the airwaves. What do you think? I think it's great. I, I actually like him better than Murphy. I think oh, he's so a little... You know, I think he, he's going to give you a little more power than Murphy. He's not going to hit for the average that Murphy hit, but he's right. still going to be a much, much better defensive second baseman and he's a switch hitter, and he's a one-year commitment. Just, I think it's great. And that's not even getting into what you gave up to get him. <laughs> right. You gave up to get him. Which is Cal's ultimate addition by subtraction. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, Nice OD, is there, not there my are, favorite guy. I think it was it last week, Cal, we did our most hated mess? I think so. I think we did most hated Mets all time and then uh, current, and John Neese was the runaway winner with current most hated Mets. And he, and he showed it on his way out the door oh, by, making his comment, by making his comment about the Pirates' defense, which, by the way, they have the worst outfield defense in baseball. So good luck with that. Um, and they did last year. I'm not making that up. Worst outfield defense in baseball. 
or uh, infield. And the, their UZR overall, Cal, was 27. Yeah. The Mets was 16. Okay, yeah, infield was 9. Yeah, so there you go. And there's their UZR overall. So good luck with that, Johnny. And and they just traded their second baseman, who's a better defender. So <laughs> right. Um, I I think it's uh. uh I think it's a really good trade. I, I like Walker a lot. I actually happen to have uh, buddies from uh, Pittsburgh. I told you this, Cal. Uh, but uh, Brian O'D, I have buddies from Pittsburgh who, and you know he's Walker is like Pittsburgh's favorite son. Um, oh, yeah. He, like, he grew up there as well, didn't he? Yes. And I have buddies yeah. that, uh, uh, I have a buddy who knows his family. And like just from a great family, great guy, great ball player. Everybody loves him. Great clubhouse guy. High character guy. Like, and did you see his quotes, guys? His quotes were great. Like, once they lost Murphy, I knew I could that could be potentially a, a target. I'm ready to roll. Let's do this. Like, he was he was all in on the Mets. Good clubhouse guy. Do we? I'm really interested to hear both of your opinions on this. Do we think something wrong off the baseball field? with Daniel Murphy on that team. Are we buying into that at all? Uh, O.D., I'll start with you. Well, I mean, what, what are you what, – I'm not sure what what you are kind of insinuating. There, what there are you just – there are there, – I'm not insinuating anything. There are – it started when Gary Cohen said on uh, Beningo and Roberts, like, he's a net negative. Like, he was in the middle of one of the great playoff runs of all time. And they asked Gary oh, okay. Cohen, would you have Daniel Murphy back? And he was so, like, definitive. Like, I think uh, no chance. Overall, he's a net negative. And people uh, <laughs> suggested that um, Gary Cohen was sort of speaking for the organization there. And things have come out since then. We know, we all know the Mets trash everybody they lose on their way out the door. Okay. So I'm wondering if, and there, there's been a lot of whispering. Now, Eddie Coleman said today, no chance. Eddie Coleman said it's strictly baseball. He said, you know, I, I, "I think that it was. I think that it was. Uh, I think I maybe. I think there might be a couple. I think I kind of know where where that might be going in terms of Murphy off the field. Um, yeah, I don't. Th- but I don't think it's the Billy Bean stuff, Bry. I don't. No, I don't think I so think... either. Because I think I think the Wilsons probably actually agree with them. <laughs> you know, yeah. knowing the kind of hearing some of their kind of." Yeah, well, I wouldn't be surprised if the Wilpons were just quietly like, eh, whatever. Um, I also don't think Daniel Murphy said anything wrong. I really don't in that particular instance. I think he was speaking his mind, and I think we talked about it a ton on the program at the time. And that while I may not agree with Daniel Murphy, I think he was in a very difficult position, and I think he spoke his mind. I think he, you know, I gave him credit for that. What Eddie Coleman was talking about today, uh, both prize that I had never heard was he could be kind of a pain in the ass, like a little ornery to his teammates, a little, just like a little moody. So I think it was, I was thinking more along those lines, like maybe not always concerned with the team, but more concerned with Daniel Murray. Um, I think that, uh, I think that Gary Cohen has obviously covered the team for a long time. He's been doing the play-by-play for a long time. So he saw all of Murphy. And I, I think Murphy has 
never really been able to shake the really bad defensive player label. Now, yeah, uh, he, I mean, he made he made quite the error. Uh, it's not errors in, in the World Series. Yeah. Um, yeah. But his his bat is definitely a plus. And I, he's a great hitter. He's a he's a very very good major league hitter. He really is. Yeah, he's a, he's a very professional hitter. It's just it's difficult to. He's a he's just a very kind of mediocre defender. He, you can get by with him over the course of 162 games, but he will make plays over the course of the season. He's been running the bases, and he just had the craziest, you know, couple of weeks in October. And it's a shame they didn't carry over for one more week. But you know, maybe it would have if if we didn't have that like you know week layoff. But I just think that the real Murphy kind of started to show up yeah. again in the World Series. And, and it was always lurking under the surface, and we knew that. But because he was on such a hot run, I don't know. You know, part of me still – part of me feels I, – I like I, I like the Walker signing. Obviously, Walker's a better defensive player, and he's got better metrics and all that sort of stuff. Not necessarily hitting-wise, but just overall. Um, I – I just, I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss Murphy potentially going on a trade. Maybe Murphy's just one of these guys that just loves to hit in the playoffs. Because there's just some guys who in the playoffs just always hit. We don't know because he's only been, he was only in the playoffs one time. That being said, I, I was fully on board with the deal. I think it it makes sense. I wasn't necessarily thrilled with the idea of, of what they were offering Zobris. I much prefer the Walker deal to, Right, that bill for signing. I think it's just better for the club. I think Nice was good riddance. Yeah, and and, and also Walker is in a contract here. I mean, don't right. He's got to play well. Don't don't minimize that. He's he's in a contract. Cal, give me your uh, Daniel Murphy time at the Mets is over. Give me your yeah. Give me your take there. Do you think there was more to the on the field stuff with the parting of the ways? More, more to the off the field stuff. You mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I meant. More than the on the field Murph moments, as we came. More to than. More than that. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I, he was going to play this year, and he was gone, because they tried to trade him last year too. If you remember, they did in advance of his contract year, and they couldn't find a good deal for him. So they they kept him and they figured we'll play it out and then we'll just let him go, hope to get a draft pick for him. But he's not really he doesn't really fit with what we're trying to do here. I think I don't I don't think I think anything off the field is overplayed. I don't think that that had okay. a lot to do with it. Uh, look, I, I do wonder I do wonder what he's going to get on the market. Well, it, you I know, mean, you haven't heard a whisper about him. Like, no, I haven't heard. Who, and so, you know, in that sense, like if you told me all of a sudden he gets signed for like two years, eighteen million, then I'm saying, okay. Um, well, I would have brought him back for that. Yeah, I would have brought him back for that. And I, I mean, if you're telling you me have Cabrera, if you're telling me it's the same as Jubal Cabrera, then please. I mean, yeah, I, still, that that's signing, that signing is totally different signing. I agree. But I really I like Walker. In... Walker, I have no issue with the Walker. The, the whole Murphy Walker, I, to me, it's just a it's a wash. Better defensive player. It's a very slight upgrade. It's a right. it's a wash, but it gets nice out of here too. It does get nice out of here. 
Yes, it does. And I and and that that's great. <laughs> I hate his face, man. He's not Aaron Heilman, but he's up there. He oh, that's well, that's a good one, Aaron Heilman. He was uh, yeah. he was my number one, Bri. He was my number one. I did, do you know who it was? The one with the bullet. I hated Tom, that. Tom, Tom Gladman was mine. I, really? Oh, God, I hated his guts. Oh, I hated his guts. That's a very and good call. It was just call. so fitting. It was so fitting that, that he had that step-and-run first thing to cap it off. Like, I was at basically, like, the bookend. You know what I mean? I was at that 15-3 to loss to the Cubs to open up, yeah. and then I got to witness Tom Gladman. It was just like, <laughs> hit me with a sledgehammer. Like, just, just kill me. You know, yeah. I, you know what? We didn't even think of Glavin Cal, and I, I never. I don't know if I despised him, but I never liked him as a man. He had, and he had the game five loss against the Cardinals in '06. That's correct. That's correct. Yep. And he pitched well in that game. That was a tight game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. But still, he lost. We didn't get any brave magic. None of it. All right, let's do this. Od. Tell me, besides Cespedes, who we're not getting, right? Yeah. They they, they they traded for Walker. They signed as Drupal Cabrera to basically be the new Coke can, right? He's going to be the new – he's going to be the new – But, uh, but uh, he is, he's, not, he's not Coke can. No, he's not. He's not the Coke can. Nobody is, nobody is Coke can. Coke can could go to Antarctica and – and the Penguins would join him on a baseball team. You know what I mean? Like, he is just that beloved in every clubhouse. And, and there's just, oh, he loves he – loves The thing, that I, the thing that I loved he about Token was this guy – I mean, I felt like when he when he came off the bench in a pinch hit situation, I always he felt was gonna like he was get a hit. And it was completely irrational at times because, like, he's, he's hitting 200 for us. But I was so confident every single time. I was like, Token's getting a hit. Even, even the four out of five times he didn't. It just he gave you a sense of yeah. There's confidence on the bench. Like I feel good if he has to play sparingly. He was he was as important, and I I completely stick by this statement. He was as important as Cespedes was trade wise. He was. He was absolutely as important as he was as Cespedes was, because from from a he, from a chemistry standpoint. From a chemistry yep. From a chemistry standpoint. Yeah, I agree. Uh, clubhouse standpoint he got three huge hits down the stretch huge i mean before he got hurt and then he yeah. got a huge hit in the playoffs yeah. like he was huge from a chemistry standpoint he told that team he walked in there they started to get loose and have fun and believe that they could win he had two world series rings on and you're right he could go to antarctica and penguins would want to be on his team that's a great call it's a tremendous call he was as big as that I really believe that. And he also signaled to the fan base, he and Kelly Johnson, but that trade signaled to the fan base they were open for business and that they were not they, – they understood that they had a team that was competitive. So we're not getting Cespedes. What can they do, OD? What can they do? What do you want to see them do? Yeah, I mean, look, if you, if you don't get Cespedes um... – I mean, I guess I could live with, like, Parra, maybe. Well, you put you know, Parra in center field with Ligaris? I guess. I guess we have to be some sort of platoon like that. Or, um, you know, the thing That's is, though, I don't think oh, there's what? a... 
I'm saying over Ligaris by himself. No, uh, well, Ligaris yeah, Ligaris yeah. Para Platoon with Conforto every day in left and Granderson in right is an upgrade over last year. It is to start the season. We're talking about to start the season. To start, yeah, yeah, start the right. But, but see, that's why that's why it's like this. This free money is so important. Like, I will be, I will be beside myself if they don't get don't get a deal done for Cespedes because. The Upton thing, I, I don't feel comfortable paying Upton. Uh, he's just somebody I don't feel comfortable paying, mainly, I think, because he might even want a longer contract. Um, and he's, you know, he's been very streaky in his career. Like, even more, he's he's been ex- exceptionally streaky, just having him on my fantasy team several times. Like, <laughs> this guy can go a month and hit, like, 050, and the next month he crushes 10 on runs. I mean, I think yeah. we've all danced with him. I think we've all had his yeah. dance on fantasy. Upton and Hayward. Yeah, he's another one. I mean, it's it's like scary with those two guys. That contract is ridiculous. That contract is silly. It's silly. He had 16 home runs last year. Silly. I know. I know. I can't even. Although, you know, the thing is, when you look at the contracts that are being handed out, I mean, revenue has never been higher. I mean, you know, I think we. You know, we see it in every sport um, lately. You know, all the, you know, the salary caps and the other sports like football and basketball continue to rise. And, and you see the contracts, some, some silly contracts that get signed. Uh, you know, I, even just, I mean, NBA wise last year, I mean, they were, they were like dreaming and getting paid like $12 million a year. And you're like, what, what is going on here? The same as that's baseball. When I, that's what I, I mean, checked out. I mean, the when, bad, bad releases were getting like $8 million a year. I mean, yeah. When that guy on the Knicks, who who's the not Eddie Curry, although Eddie Curry's contract was terrible. Who's the other center that played like six games and made like a hundred and twenty two million dollars that the Knicks had? I'm talking years ago. Oh, it was like uh, something with a J. Jerome James, or so he, yeah, he played like one good playoff game in Seattle, and, and the Knicks gave him like thirty million dollars over like three he, years. He made like sixty eight million dollars for like seven games. Was it Jerome yeah, James? I mean, I think it was Jerome. No, I, I can't remember. He was, you know who I'm talking he was about, though. not good. I mean, Eddie Curry was bad enough. <laughs> but, uh, hey, guys, does Plowicki move to first base here? No, I'm saying, does he play some first base as the right-handed caddy for Duda? Oh, is, maybe, is it a backup? Maybe, maybe a little bit. Maybe yeah. a little bit. I'm saying, no, do, do you have a situation where you keep Pluecki on this team? Because he's played some first base. Pluecki stays on the team due to catch it, or, you know, TDA catches, you know, uh, four or five games a week. Pluecki catches two and plays first base another one or two. And you don't have to send him down to, you know, to triple A. I don't think he was going to make the team anyway, regardless. It's interesting. They don't have a backup catcher. Who's their backup catcher? They don't have one right now. Right. They, they Literally, should probably get one. Wrecker's not on the team anymore. Wrecker's gone? Wrecker is gone, yeah. Well, the Tigers handsome quotient just went way down. <laughs> we are not as good-looking a team as we were yesterday. I'll tell you that much. Because <laughs> he is handsome. I, I tell you, if, if, if that guy <laughs> spent half the time in the batting cages as he did in the weight room. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, it's... He is just... He's a total specimen. Total specimen. Couldn't hit it. Couldn't hit a lick. Do me a favor. Don't do 50 curls. Go swing the bat 50 times. 
That's all. Yeah. I don't need to see the inverted sit-ups, big guy. Let's just, I know, the six-pack is You know, I'll tell you, the thing, that I, the thing that amazed me about Wrecker was I went to a couple games where Wrecker caught. This guy is out in the outfield before the game, and his stretching routine was like Olympic <laughs> gymnast level. Like, I could not believe his flexibility. It was outrageous. For a guy that Very big elaborate. Master, you know, I could not believe, like, the way he was, like, contorting himself. And I was like, this guy looks like he's made of rubber. Did he have a leotard on, and was he wearing, like, a little number? Like, what, what, are you, what is that? Is he? I don't know. I don't know. Nadia Komen each. Look at you. Um, I know. Listen, are you home yet, Bri? Yeah, I got home a few minutes ago. Okay. We just want to make sure, make sure you're home. We're gonna we're gonna all let right. you go, but I I wanna right, I wanna because you, you gotta go feed the baby or something. She's gotta eat. I'm sure she does. Is she sleeping that kid? She does. She she I, apparently she went to sleep at like seven thirty, and uh, that oh. should keep her knocked out till about three thirty. So okay. no, well, three thirty maybe like two thirty maybe like two thirty. She's sleeping well. She's sleeping well. That's great, brother. That well, yep. you better get some sleep then. But last thing, last thing. If they sign Cespedes, which they're not, which they're not, but if they do, are you getting a jersey? Will that replace the David Wright jersey that you have? I love I'm gonna it. get you the blue. Me. I'm gonna get the blue and orange one. Exclusive. I'm gonna get the blue and orange one, and it's gonna. And, and you know what? I might even wear a yellow sleeve under it. <laughs> the canary. And, you know what? And, and the moment, the moment that deal goes down. There's gonna be there's gonna be an electric fist pump, and I'm gonna go let's go to war, because bring them back, bring them back, and I am back all in on the season, you know. All right, uh, so am I. I'm completely all in. Chips in the if, middle of the table. If we if we don't resign him, I will dread the start of the season. I will have very tempered optimism, but I will be very. I don't want to say negative, but you know. When I feel like the team doesn't do everything that it possibly could to get better, then I I get very negative and I might leave a boycott. I might not go to another game. I don't know. You I say you'll be right this, back I say this where all you were. the time, but I still go. So <laughs> you'd be right back where you were in April. That's right, and I don't want I don't want to be back in that place. I mean, Steve, our emotional roller coaster this year. I know. If somebody know. was Every looking at our I, our te- our texting chains, it, it was unhealthy. I mean, a therapist would look at that and say that. That is an unhealthy relationship that they have with that team. I mean, I literally at times last year said, I hate this team. Hate Who would them. think that yep. hate? I, and then I would follow up with legit hate because it's, it's just it's so strong. Like last year, I hated them for so many months. Like it was unwatchable. I, I, a team got to the World Series, and for literally two months, I just turned them off. I couldn't watch it. We would come into work, Cal. Like there are days where I would come into work, and after a game, whatever, and Bright and I have an office, I've told you this before, that's like a bullpen, so it's it's open. Nobody has offices, um, per se. It's, it's a big bullpen, it's wide open, and I'm in, like, one section, and he's off in another section. He's running our production department. And um, and so I, I will have occasion to walk past, but there will be days after a particularly gruesome loss where I will – go in, log on to my computer, and go to where Brian is so we can discuss it. But again, we're in a bullpen. There's a lot of people not interested in the Met stuff that we're talking <laughs> about, and it's too damn bad. It's just too damn bad because 
we would get into these conversations that would go on for like 15 minutes, just about, you know, and, and generally OD, like on the same page on all of it, same page on all of it. Yeah, but just I mean, the venom yeah. that was like, people were like, are you guys sure you like this team? And we'd be like, no, we're not sure. We're not sure we like this team. No, I don't know. When Soup was batting cleanup, when Soup was batting cleanup, I mean, right. It was just uh, I had a level of hatred that I've never. And it's, it was bizarre that it, I could go from that to loving a team within maybe like thirty days. Yeah, I, the exaltation that we that we and Cal, you went through the same roller coaster. You went through the exact same roller coaster, maybe even more so. You. Yeah, I think you, I think his was even more so because you you given me a prize of where he was at mentally, and I felt like we got back on board the train sooner. And it was just, yeah. I don't want to go through that again. I want to, I, 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 just, I, I can't. Do what you I, have to do. Do what you have to do. I can't go through this again. I mean, uh, you know, it's like, the, it's like the guy who does the commercial. He's like with the, with the dipping, with the, 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 the tobacco and stuff. And he's like, now I have family. <laughs> That's how I feel. I can't go through that again. I can't put my Wait, 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 Brian, wait, wait. You, di- you didn't just bring up Minchu, did you? I did. I did. We, no, no, because we've been talking about this commercial for about six months. Because <laughs> that guy, that guy, is the ultimate douchebag. Because totally, he's just totally. like, now I'm older. I have a family, and it sucks, and I can't do anything fun anymore. And I just, and we've been, we've been laughing at that douchebag for six months. Six months. That's so funny, yeah, I heard it, right? I heard it again the other day. It's, it's unbelievable. I don't know who thought that was good. I mean, it's it's memorable. I yeah. used to dip on long drives while I played hockey, but now I'm older. Everything sucks. It's ridiculous. Can't even dip anymore. I got to put this mint stuff in my mouth. Sucks. My wife's on my case. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid kids. Can't play hockey. <laughs> He's the ultimate D-bag. He really is. Oh, it really is. It really is. It's unbelievable. We're going to end it there. We're going to end it there, brother. Go, go feed Sounds the baby. Good. And, uh, and again, Brian, congratulations. So happy that everybody's uh, healthy and stuff. And um, I'll see you on Monday, brother. Yep, and hopefully Monday. Hopefully Monday we have some fantastic news. Hopefully. We'll both have, we'll both have 52 jerseys. That's right. All right, good guys. Night. Good night. Have a good Bye. one. All right, take it easy. He's good, man. He's passionate. Yeah, he's kid. uh, he's one of us. It sounds like he is. And and the great thing, the best thing about. Well, there's there's a number of good things about him, but the best thing about him is three or four years ago, he was a total FAN guy, right? And you and I had just started moving out of the FAN portion of our lives. Yeah, you know, three or four years ago, the, like em- the emulation, to- the yeah. emulation, because we still listen to it. No, but we we do still listen to it now. But we you back then you. Five years ago, you listened to Beningo and Roberts. Did? You As could, a matter of fact, right? I just I just celebrated my one year anniversary of having them for my life. 
feels great. Yeah, it was the beginning of December. Did of you get a 2014. Button? It gave me a bumper sticker. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with it, but... An FAN bumper sticker? Yeah. You know, like those contest bumper stickers? With the, you know, WFAN, but the F is a flag. Right, you remember the contest bumper stickers. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess they had it left over from the promotion department. Right. So they, uh, but, you know, and four or five years ago, he was going to, like, Fantasy Phenom and stuff like that. Like, he did radio in college at Brown and stuff. He, and he has slowly moved. Yeah. To where we are, we're like, he gets that uh, talk radio and sports talk radio is a disaster. It is. Disaster. Complete and utter. All right, we did, we just did, we just did like 45 minutes on the Mets. I just, I need to do two more minutes. Absolutely. And then we could do a couple minutes on the Jets and a couple minutes on the Isles and then uh, we'll bring PJ back here to talk about his balls. Rice. I love I balls. love that. Rice balls. Rice. His balls. Rice division. His balls. We'll be talking about balls. Rice division. Meat division. <laughs> um, the Kadir thing is just I'm I'm so perplexed by this because you look perplexed. Well, here's what happened because I was kind of all night. All of a sudden, up on the Mets transaction pages on MLB. Hold up one second. You're breaking up a little bit. Duh. And this is important. I want you to. Now Did I'm older, break up? and I have a family. I want you to. Uh, I want you to hang up and call right back in. I do. Oh, this is well. too, it's too important. It's too important. I can't have it. PJ's going to play some music. He's going to lay down a bass line. This is probably as good a time as any to tell you about Gotham Sports Network. Gotham Sports Network is a new blog for New York sports opinion and editorial. It's really, really great. Go to GothamSN.com. That's GothamSN.com. Go check out their content. They're putting it up every day. They're doing a really good job covering New York sports. So go to Gotham Sports, GothamSN.com. And also our friends at TurnOnTheJets.com. Joe Caparoso and the boys, the best Jets coverage you can possibly get. Go to TurnOnTheJets.com and get the best Jets coverage that there is. We're going to talk about the Jets in a second. We're going to, just going to let the music play out while we solve this mystery. Turkey again? <laughs> oh, look who's, look who's on the switchboard. It's Jake Minshew. Now I'm older, and I called into a podcast. Used to be able to go out on Friday nights, play hockey, go out to Napa Tandy's after, get a few beers with the boys. Go to Mulcahy's, but now I'm older, have a family. Here. Stupid kids. Dumb podcast. Whatever. Please go Google Jake's Mint Chew when you have a chance and listen to this commercial we're talking about. He's the ultimate D-bag. Hopefully we can get him on the show. Yeah. 
Uh, so go ahead. You were going to say two things about. Yeah, the am, I, am I am I good now? Do I sound okay? Am I breaking up? I'm going to just talk for a little bit just to make sure that I don't break up because I'm really tired of the technical difficulties. I sound like I'm okay. Okay, here we go. I'm following the Michael Kadire thing tonight, and all of a sudden it shows up on the Mets transaction page on on their website. Michael Kadire retired, and everybody thought it was a joke because there there was no word of it. At all. There's been like no sniff of Michael Kadire walking away from $12.5 million this year. No matter how old or bad he is, there was no thought that that was going to happen. So it's, it's just really strange what's, what's going on here. What do you make of this? I, is there a chance that he let them know that he was going to retire, ask them to keep it quiet through the winter meetings? Or no. is there a chance he just decided today he was going to retire? Or, as some people are speculating, did he get some sort of, hopefully not, like really bad news that is forcing his retirement like today? I think so. Like, did I, I, but, I don't know, but I don't know. Who knows? It's weird. And could you see him being a coach? He could be a coach. Read a little bit that he he's he was asking around, exploring his options after he retired. You know, after his playing career was over, what kind of options were there in the Mets organization? Right. But who oh, knew that was going to be today? Right. Well, it's I just it's, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. And I, can can we believe? I mean, we can't. We don't. We don't have heroes anymore, right? Who can we believe in? But can we believe in Michael Kadire to say, hey, you know what? I don't have this anymore. I want this team to have my money to go out and improve the team. I'm going to walk away for the good of the team. No. That's not possible, right? No. Not $12.5 million, no. Uh, yeah, they had to buy him out. He had to get something from that, right? He didn't walk away from 12 I mean, they, they probably gave him like half of it, right? I'm 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 sure there's a retirement buyout clause in there. It's not half. It's definitely not no. half. No. That's why I think maybe hopefully not, but maybe something that needs his attention has happened. Because really difficult for me to think that he's just like, Well, I just don't have it anymore. There goes twelve point five million dollars. Yeah, that's it's just strange out of nowhere that's and a it does a lot it, of money. And by no. all accounts, the Mets did not know about this. Now, which I don't buy for a second. Now, now I'm older. Have a Are you skeptical? <laughs> I don't believe a thing they tell me. I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist. Now I'm older. No, now, what if you tell me that, let's suppose, that you tell me that he goes to the Mets and says, I'm thinking of retiring. I don't have it physically anymore. And Garen has just left. Is there a spot for me to be a coach? And can I start my coaching career with you guys? I'm going to forego the $12.5 million. I'm going to take a coach's salary, whatever it is, 
you know, say I'll take a $3 million buyout and I'll take $850,000 a year to be a coach, right? Is that reasonable? I don't know what coaches make. I don't know. I think they make more than that. Um, so say it's a million. I don't, but he's never coached and they before. Say, so what? What do you mean the so Mets what? Just, the Mets just got out from $12.5 million. They would probably yeah, so let him uh, be a manager to save that money. I, no, that's not how it works. Why, why can't why can't he simply say, look, I'm thinking about retiring. Do you have a position open for me? They say, yeah, we're going to make you the third base coach. We're going to make Tim Tuffle the bench coach. I, I find that hard to believe. He's got no coaching experience. He coached half the season last year. He did not. Did nothing. Listen, old man Kadire was coaching. And he would have gotten away with it, too, if it hadn't been for you meddling kids. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I guess I guess we'll have to see how this plays I'm just out. Saying, is, that, is that a possibility that he went to the Mets and said, "I'm thinking of retiring. I want to start my coaching career. Can I start it with you guys? Is there a spot for me open on the staff? I'm walking away from 12.5 million dollars. I, w- I will do so if you give me a spot on the staff." Do you think he threatened them like that? I think he held it over their head. I think the story has still not been written fully. Well, and I, there's a lot been, I don't think it's been told. I think there's a lot more twists and turns in this. So why would buckle up for this ride? So it's serial is... season three. <laughs> Maybe. It might, it might be, yeah. Cool. I mean, it'd be so, great if she did a Mets one. It would be. I, I, I don't get the sense that she's a big baseball fan, <laughs> much less a Mets fan. Can I just say one thing about the Jets? Yes, please. They beat the Giants last week. Yeah, they did. In very dramatic fashion. Yep. Can we talk about this? I, yeah, I would love to. I've been waiting all week to talk about this. I have two things here for you. Okay. One, this was one of my great DVRing accomplishments of all time. And I want the damn credit. I want it. Great moments in DVR history. <laughs> December 6th, 2015. New Hope, Pennsylvania. A New man town. celebrating his son's fifth <laughs> birthday. <laughs> it's, 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 it is remarkable. Tell the story because it's really, it is remarkable. This is hey, I've, on, done the the D- I've, I've done the I've done the DVR thing else. so many times. I'm I'm very I'm very good at, at making it through the Mets game 5 of the division series while shooting a TV show is probably my greatest of all time. But you I mean, did I was, get I you was, did get some sense. You know. <laughs> but you did get some sense of what was going on. So you didn't. I did compl- get. I, I got one score. Right. But you didn't know for who. So I didn't know for who. Some very very overly aggressive <laughs> actor in a scene with me. In this particular scene. I had said, and it wasn't, it wasn't one of the leads. 
Was it Michael Richards? It was not Michael Richards. I sense he'd be overly aggressive. Yeah. Um, uh, decided to give me a score even after I had said, please, I am DVRing the game. Do not tell me what's going on in the Met game. Everybody on that set had a pretty good sense of what I was doing. Especially because in between takes, when they would call in second team, I would, instead of going to my little director's chair there, I would go into a corner that I had set up with my phone and my sling box, and I would put headphones in, and I would be on an angle so I could see the first PA, Geraldine, sweetheart of a girl, fantastic PA, awesome, knew what I was doing, knew what I was doing, knew that I was watching the Met game on my sling box, on my phone, and would summon me when I was needed to come back to set. Not this guy. I heard it was two to one. (laughs) This was in between like takes. Like we were on, it wasn't even in the actor's hangout area, Cal. It was on the set between like actual takes. That didn't matter. Anybody got a med score? Heard it's two to one. Come on. And apparently he's the lion from Wizard of Oz. (laughs) I put. Two to one, two to one. So um, that is that is great moments in DVRing history. But this past Sunday, with my son's fifth birthday, my dad driving two hours to Pennsylvania to come for that day, uh, going to Build-A-Bear, um, uh, going to the Newtown Holiday Parade, because I live in Newtown, by the way. Um, not New Hope. Um, all this, I did not get to the Jet Giant game until 9 p.m. I did not get a score. I had nary a whiff. Of That's what had happened in this game. Eight hours. Eight hours. Amazing. 9 p.m. I turn on the game. I watch it in real time. Bill Maher? <laughs> Bill Maher is there. Real Oddly, time with Bill Maher. I, I, had, a, I had a panel. <laughs> <laughs> I watch it with uh, Neil Tyson DeGrasse. Right. Henry Kissinger. Henry Kissinger. And uh, PJ O'Rourke. Weird. <laughs> Very good panel I had. To watch this game. And Michael Moore. And then at halftime, I brought in Michael Moore. Right. He comes rolling right. in. Right. Um, and uh, I cannot believe they won this game. It's, it's, it's incredible. Now, you tell me a couple things. The decision to go for it on fourth and two for the Giants. Right. right has been talked about a ton this week. But you and I haven't talked about that. What do you think of that decision? Um, so uh, fourth and two, uh, Giants up by 10, seven and a half minutes to go, right, roughly, in the game? Yeah, about. Seven and a half, eight minutes to go in the game. Giants up by 10. Fourth and two from the, like, four-yard line or – it was a little like the seven or eight six, yard line. Six yard line or something like that. Yeah. You could pick up a first down. Right. Tom Coughlin decides to go for it. Jets, uh, Rontez Miles intercepts the pass. Your thoughts? At the moment, I thought it was crazy. Like, what is he doing? 
I couldn't understand why he was doing that. Sure. And, and the more I thought about it and the more it was talked about, I kind of understood his point. So my initial reaction was it's nuts, but I backed off of that and can understand why he did that. I'm very glad that he did. <coughs> I'm, it was fortunate for the Jets that he did. And I think in hearing the way some of the players talked, it really was a slap in their face. Right. And they, and they took it as such, and they really bared down on that play. You know, they, weren't, they, they were not going to let them win the game right there. Agree. So that's my I, thought. I, I agree with all of that. I, I thought it was nuts at the time. And then hearing the idea, and Francesa has, you know, been all over the idea that you go for the win there. And I, I, I agree with it. I don't think it's a terrible call. Especially in hindsight, when you look at how quickly they went down the field, the Jets. They, were, they could have scored two <laughs> touchdowns pretty easily. Yes. And I agree with Francesa's point, too, that only being up 10 there, the Jets go down the field there, first and goal at the six, you call different plays when you know you only need a field goal. Right, right. You're not as aggressive because the worst thing you can have at that moment down 10 points with like six minutes or five minutes to go is a turnover. Turnover ends the game. Right. And you know that if you get a field goal there, you're okay. And they got down the field quickly. They got down the field very quickly. What do you – you have to talk to me about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Because I, I, I don't know what to make of his last two games. He's, there's no way around the fact he's been very, very good. Right. This past game against the Giants, uh, he suffered from the same things he suffered from all season, wild inconsistency. And then he gets hot, Cal, and he starts making some throws that are very, very good. Um, yep. And he had a cool and <clears throat> calm in this game. The touchdown throw to Marshall to tie the game with 35 seconds left is a great throw, and it's a two-guys-on-the-same-page throw. I, I don't know what to do with him anymore. The scramble on fourth down. The scramble on fourth and six. Kept the game alive. That, and realizing that he had single coverage uh, on his receivers, the routes they were running that was going to be open, realizing he had the hole, and, and, and taking it is an unbelievably heady play. He's still not a game manager. Sorry, he's not. But wh- what do we do here, Cal? What do we do? We 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 ride we're it out. We're happy to be wrong. We're happy to be wrong. We're ha- I'm not. I don't think we're wrong yet, though. I don't think we're wrong yet. He is a 33 year old journeyman quarterback who's been with four teams in this league. Six. Because for six teams, because for the majority of the 12 years he's been in the league, he stinks. He's been awful. He had a run like this three or four years ago, whatever year it was with Buffalo that he got the big contract. That was like 09. It was that long. It's been that long, six years ago? Yeah. Yeah, it's been. That he played a half a season, and he was great for a half a season, and they gave him $64 million. Yeah. And then he was awful from that moment on. Awful. And even within this season, let's not forget, they've played 13 games. they played 12 games. They played 12 games. At least six of them, he's been awful. Yeah. It's, he's he's, been, I wouldn't say awful. He's been subpar. He's been awful in maybe four of them. He's been awful in four of them. And then the other two, he's just been meh. Right. Right? 
and then maybe the uh, and then maybe four of the oh, other yeah, six. He okay. he the, he's had two really good ones. He didn't play the Raiders game. So you're talking about, well, yeah, he, let's say 11. Left on, left on the first drive. So he's played 11 games. Yeah, well, well, he's, whatever, got a, whatever. He's, got a, he's got an over 100 quarterback rating in four of those games. You know, in the last two weeks, he's been very good. And I think people are ignoring 12 years of mediocrity at best it's for fair. the fact that that he's had two really good he's had two really good games and he's leading this team towards a potential playoff spot and he's I leading all of that team and he is leading this the last two weeks he's been leading the team no, but game I'm against the giants he led that team even as a captain cal like the players are all in on him on this guy oh yeah yeah i know that's what i'm saying like he's, he's leading acting the team. as a leader of this team. And I, I, <clears throat> Not just on I the field. Just, I just think, all, yeah, mostly off the field, I think, because he's had a, a bad game, but right. they're still buying into him as a quarterback. I just think a lot of this talk about you have to extend him right now, and no, no, he, I'm not getting into all that. He hasn't, talk to me about this season. Talk to me about this season. He hasn't figured – he hasn't all of a sudden figured it out at 33 years old. I don't believe he has. And there's a great potential in these last four games for him to really screw up. Like, like I – here's you want here you go. Here's the example. Daniel Murphy. Right. Daniel Murphy right now in the playoffs. Yeah. He's great. He's on fire. He's, he's, he's played two unbelievable games, but there's the cloud – looming around Ryan Fitzpatrick, just like it was with Daniel Murphy. Right. There's an, an enormous potential for him to do something catastrophic and just shoot the whole thing out. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> I hope not. I hope not. And maybe I'm wrong. And maybe he is going to just – he's just going to stay hot now for a month and a half and see where, how far they go. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, I'm, just, I'm just not buying it yet. Right, With, for good reason. That sequence where he throws to Decker four times in a row on essentially the same route yep, is as impressive as anything to me he's done this season. I, I will agree with that 100%. Because that is the guy that everybody wants him to be the quarterback who recognizes what the defense is giving him and takes it. And not the guy who doesn't recognize what the defense is giving him and forces the ball to Brandon Marshall 15, right. 20 times. Right. And, and, if, you're, and, and if you're, if you're going to give it to me, I'm going to take it. Do you think, do you think that he's not going to do that again? Do you think that a scenario is going to develop where he doesn't try to force something that he can't do? You think that that's gone now? Because we, no, we no. saw it in no, the Giants game. No, I don't. I don't. I don't it. think it's gone. I don't think it's gone. I'm still waiting for it too. He's done it so many times this year. It's not like he hasn't done it this year. No, of course not. But you just wonder also: Is he getting? He's a complete street quarterback. Is he getting hot at the right time? And more importantly. 
I can't believe these words are going to come out of my mouth. But we we talked about it a little bit last week on the show. Chan Gailey's doing a great job. That's true, too. That middle screen to Powell for the touchdown on third and 15 <laughs> was a tremendous play call. Tremendous play call. Yeah. He called a fantastic game last week. Fantastic. To get to get Powell six catches for ninety one yards and utilize Powell in that way as that third receiver, mm-hmm. Chan Gailey, maybe he gets Fitzpatrick. Cal, I think he definitely gets Fitzpatrick. I think that's a it's a really good match, right? You know, and you brought up this point, Fitzpatrick, and really every other Jet quarterback has never Ever. had has never had the type of receivers that they have right now. They've got they've got really good receivers. Well, yeah, and you go back to and I I made this comparison after the Giant game which was Fitzpatrick maybe having a Vinny Testaverde-esque renaissance here where Testaverde for years and years and years interception machine blah 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 and then he has this perfect match with the Jets. And he goes for 29 and, what was he, like 29 and four? Something ridiculous. Something, yeah. And set the single season record for touchdowns for a Jets quarterback in only 14 games, by the way, because Glenn Foley played the first two. Um, is Maybe he's having, Fitzpatrick is having this kind of renaissance. Well, the key there was Vinny had Keyshawn and Corbett. He had two very good receivers to throw to, and he had Curtis Martin in the backfield. Right. That was the best skill position players that he ever – and he had Kyle Brady, who was a decent tight end to throw to. That was, and he had uh, Keith Byers out of the backfield, the best, full, the best pass-receiving fullback in the history of the game. Right. So you had a, uh, a great confluence of talent around Vinny Testaverde that led to this renaissance. So maybe that's the case with Fitzpatrick because Marshall and Decker are top three, two receivers in the league. They are. They're they're top three uh, receiving duo in the league. Easily. Oh, top three. Yes. Yes. Yeah. For sure. They're, they're, I think, you know, Antonio Brown and, and um, uh, not Bryant, but um, am I thinking Bryant? Brian, not Wheaton. Yeah, not Wheaton. Brian, you're thinking of Demarius Thomas and and uh, and Emmanuel Sanders, and then right. you're thinking of Marshall, Marshall and Decker, who has been better. Yeah. yeah, no, they've been they've they've been great, they've been great. Um, I mean, they're going to have like 2,300 yards and 20 touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, so look, maybe I that's, hope maybe that's maybe that's part of the renaissance there. Maybe I just I don't I cannot sit here and call it a renaissance. I think he's had two really good games. I can't I'm I'm not I can't call it a renaissance. Guys, twenty two and eleven on the season. He, he stunk for so long for so long. I know, I know. you it's just so came from. bad for so long, and he's been glib the entire time. <laughs> and I can't get past that either. That's a bigger problem for you, I feel like. Yeah, well, that's, I can't, you know. 
Hey, look, he shaved the beard. What do you want from him? He cut, he trimmed the beard. He didn't shave it. He trimmed it. Yeah, he looks like a responsible human being now. Right now he does. Now he doesn't look like an idiot. He is. Uh, he's thrown for twenty-eight, sixty-six, twenty-two touchdowns, eleven interceptions. Uh, and he uh, has completed sixty percent of his passes. And bop, 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 beep, 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 boop, boop, boop. he has uh, forty-eight rushes for two hundred nine yards. It's pretty good. Uh, and does he have a rushing? He does not have a rushing touchdown. I'll tell you, everybody's talking about this is the best, you know, season that a Jet quarterback has ever had, and blah blah blah. Or he's on his way to one of the best statistical uh, statistical <laughs> the judicial system. <laughs> one of the best statistical seasons a Jet quarterback has ever had, and I had to point one or two people to Mark Sanchez in 2011, unfortunately. Which touchdown wise is the best season a Jet quarterback has ever had? Because he had twenty eleven or two thousand ten. Ten in ten into eleven. Ten into eleven. So that was the year that was the year everything went went bad. Correct. Yes, correct. Uh but he uh still had twenty six uh passing touchdowns and six rushing touchdowns that year. He was responsible for thirty two scores. That year, Sanchez is. There's Did they make the play? Wait, I'm get I'm getting confused. Did they make the playoffs in in that year? No, that's the eight and eight year where they were eight and five and lost the last three. That's the collision low crossers year. That was eleven into twelve. I thought no. That is eleven into twelve. Yes. Right. He is thirty four seventy four twenty six touchdowns eighteen interceptions. Um, a completion percentage of 56-7, which was a career best um, to that point. And he also had 37 rushes for 103 yards and six touchdowns. Well, I, you know, I'd love to know what his numbers were through 13 games that season when they were 85. They, they were, were far better. Really- they were. They were very you know. good. <laughs> like the last three games of that season brought his numbers down, and I think he had finished with a great year. In the last three games. Well, if you're yeah. So they are eight and five. They beat or they beat Kansas City to get to eight and five. Right. They lose to the Giants. But, let's see. Then they lose to the Eagles. Remember, they get oh, destroyed the by the Eagles. Right. They get destroyed. Everybody was over my house for that game. Remember. You were at my house for that game. That's um, how I remember. <laughs> I was there. Because was in the building, was in, okay? That was in Texas. So in the uh, so the boys came over for a uh, complete blowout. In the in the Kansas City game, he is he is uh, in the Kansas City game. He is thirteen of twenty one. For 181 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions. He is also he's also two rushes for four yards and two touchdowns. So it's it's better than respectable. He was he was 13 to 21 with no interceptions, two passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. 
well, and they won the game. Two rushing won the touchdowns game 32 yards away. It doesn't matter. He had two rushing touchdowns. They're still rushing yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, that's fine. He still has to get in the end zone without fumbling the ball. Right. Which he which he did quite a bit of. So they so they win that game 37 to 10, right? Right. Then they lose to the Eagles, and he's he's terrible. But so is the whole team. He's 15 at 26 for 150 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, uh, and a fumble, of course. And then the giant game. Debacle. How many throws? How many attempts? 63? The, that is the 63 attempt game. Yes, that's correct. Sanchez, 30 of 59 for only 258 yards. One touchdown, two interceptions, one fumble, but he didn't lose it. Four rushes for 13 yards and a touchdown. He was actually he actually had two touchdowns in that game. Um, so he wasn't – there was no need for him to throw the ball 60 times. And then you go to the Dolphin game, and he's just off. 21 to 30 – well, he was 21 to 32. But he was uh, 21, 32, 270 yards, two touchdowns, three picks. Yeah. Right? So he's got five picks over the last two games. Right. So it really all did well. But that's one of the best statistical seasons, touchdown-wise, a Jet quarterback has ever had. Yep. God, that team, what a a disaster. All right. uh, So let me end here. Jets beat the Giants. Yeah. We're happy about that. Oh, it was awesome. God, it was so great. Just jumping around my house. <laughs> Eight hours after it, it ended. And and actually, it took me two hours to watch the game. So it was about 14 hours after it ended. Right. And the entire and, time, we're all just like waiting for you to finish this game so we can talk about it. Right. So you could, so you could tell me about this ridiculous finish. Um, just incredible. Just fantastic. And now, of course, this this game this week, it's a trap. No, it's not a trap. It's a letdown. It's a trap. It's a letdown. It's too, you have it wrong. It's a trap. No. Admiral Akbar says, it's a trap. I, look, I respect the Admiral, but it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's a letdown. Office. Respect the office. Gone over this before. A trap is when you're looking ahead. They're not looking ahead nope. to the they're Cow- not, you, Cowboys? No, they're not looking ahead to the Cowboys. So this is a letdown game. This is the this is yes, when you have the big win and then it's you a trap. an inferior team <laughs> after the big win, that's the letdown. Not a trap. Right. The classic the classic trap in the in the in the truest sense of the word. Right. Is when you have the is when you have the big win. You have the weak team coming in, right? And then you have another big game ahead, right? So if the Patriots were next week, right? Then this is then this is like quintessential the ultimate trap, trap game, right? Right. This is quintessential just a quintessential trap, which was my jazz fusion band. <laughs> <laughs> and with that. <laughs> Time for a fun 
So three kinds of rice balls. Turkey, fruit, salad? Come on! (laughs) Turkey, fruit, fruit, salad. The name of my... (laughs) of my funk fusion blues progressive rock band. Turkey. I was going to say psychedelic. It was my psychedelic band in college. My psychedelic (laughs) funk band, Turkey Fruit Salad. I want to put out a call to our big, you know, our legion of fans that, that faithfully listen to our show. Someone has to have chronicled all of the fake band names that we've come up with over the years, right? <laughs> I hope someone's got a list. There's got to be a toddler of that somewhere, right? <laughs> she sounds like a top for Cousin Michelle. <laughs> probably, she's probably the only one who's listened to every episode. All right, three – and by the way, turkey fruit is one word in that band name. Turkey fruit. <laughs> like dragon it's fruit. turkey fruit. Yeah. Like dragon fruit. That's right. Yeah. Now uh, let's open your basket, chefs. You have turkey fruit. Uh, you have peanut butter. The and Jake's Minshew. <laughs> from an Etzel and Jake's Minshew. Listen, thirty minutes. Thirty minutes on the clock. I don't. I started patiently away. I, I started reading up on Jake's Minshew. Did you really? Did you find out. I like this company. Are you Did older? You Do you have a family? I. Uh, I, I'm, I, I like the company. I, you bought it. I'm an don't investor. You, I bought in. Don't you envision PJ as an eccentric like billionaire who heard about this company, read up on it, and just bought it? Only all the time. Right. He Do I that envision well. that? <laughs> While wearing a robe. Yes. Several robes. At once? Like Yeah, like he takes one robe off. Like he has like the velvet <laughs> like robe. And then he takes one robe off, and he has like a like a white robe with like gold trim and that's the <laughs> under robe it's a little thinner that's like his pool robe right right like that's terry cloth yeah that's right that's the terry robe he has like the silk or and then under that is the silk robe oh, the silk that's, underneath the thinnest one. Right. <laughs> that's the base that's the base so you have this like big smoking jacket kind of robe like the red velvet yeah big heavy robe. with lapels that's right. Then you and and of course embroidered with monogram. it doesn't put it but it right. Mo, no, it's not monogram. It's embroidered oh. it says it says bishop. It's not gonna do initials. All of these say bishop. And he takes that off and he's got the pool terry robe. And by the way, the gold lining is real gold. It's <laughs> not like LeMay. The, it's real No, it's the white terry robe yeah. with the gold piping and the gold piping is real gold. Of course. Right. And then you I have, take I have nothing to add here. This sounds completely appropriate. I don't understand then, why this is even being Bishop, laughed at. Bishop is in calligraphy, right? I have that right. <laughs> of course. Yes, of yes, course. Old English. Yes. And then you take that off. Bishop in calligraphy, also uh, another band I was in. <laughs> Wait, the band's name was calligraphy and the bishop isn't, was in it? Isn't that a line from Court of the Crimson King? Isn't that a King Crimson? The bishop in calligraphy <laughs> was making turkey soup. I think it's at least a yes lyric. At least. <laughs> the bishop in calligraphy 
I think it's KC. I think it's KC. It could be Rush. It might be King Street. It might be Rush. All the world's a dean, a stage, the bishop, and got leg up and he. Neil Pert retired. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Nobody knew. Michael Kadire and Neil Pert in one week. <laughs> big week. <laughs> it's a big week. These quiet retirements seem to be a trend. Is that a thing? <laughs> right. These surprising retirements. A surprise. They're each getting a rope. Surprisements. Surprisements. They're all getting a rope. Well, that's the the last layer is the satin pajamas, like the satin pajama rope. The silk. Right. The silk pajama rope. Right, but those are the pants that you wear thin. all along. Yeah, the, the satin the pants. Silk, yeah, the silk. The silk pants are on the whole time. Right. As he's buying companies. As he's buying companies. So tell us about Jake's Men Chew, because you're older Jake's and you have a family. Jake's Mint Chew is uh, pushing for a tobacco-free baseball, and they will not sell to individuals under 18 years of age, and they're trying to get major leaguers to switch off tobacco with a tasty product. Does their spokesperson have to be such a douchebag? I, you know, I'd feel bad even making. I, I see a picture of this guy with his kids in, in a greenhouse full of mint, and I I'm just. I love this company now. I don't. First of all, I don't think Bishop has heard this guy. He probably hasn't heard the ad, right? Am I right about that? You PJ? probably haven't heard this commercial we're talking about. I have not. Okay. Second of all, I don't think the picture of this man with his kid is this guy that we're referring to. No, because the, because the guy we're referring to, the, the guy we're referring to is resentful of the kids. I don't think right. he's going right. to take a picture with That's them. Right. That's right. That's right. He would never take a picture of them. No. The Bishop of Calligraphy was chewing Jake's mint chew <laughs> in the and, court and the, of the Crimson King. And the song's in like eleven five. Um, Can your turkey leftovers save your life? Turkey omelet? (laughs) Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. Very important. Fun load moment. Oh, man. Why is it okay to put turkey in an omelet and not chicken? Because the omelet came from the chicken? That's right. When's the last time you had chopped chicken in an omelet? Never. But you can have turkey. Because the turkey didn't lay the egg. Still still poultry. Still still a bird. Why is turkey okay in an why isn't chicken okay in an omelet? I'll put absolutely anything in an omelet, so I don't know what the heck you're talking about. When You'll put have chicken you had in your omelet? Chopped ch- chicken in your omelet, ever. I'll put anything that was dinner last night will go into an omelet in the next morning if I feel like it. Give me your best. Give not... me your favorite omelet. Shot of salsa, shot of sour cream, big, Wait, heavy, what? Batman's omelet. Why are you doing that? That's, that's, that's Batman's omelet? <laughs> Batman's omelet, not Batman's omelet. Oh. <laughs> 
It's not the uh, the omelet that Gotham needs. Gotham needs an omelet you can depend on. It's the omelet Gotham deserves. Or wait, do that the other way. The other way around. It's the omelet that Gotham deserves. It's the omelet that Gotham deserves. Why is there chicken in your omelet? (laughs) (laughs) One of the great mysteries of cinema ever is what is Christian what is Christian Bell doing? Because the movies are so good. And I remember watching um uh you know the the Dark Knight the the first one and being like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing? What this movie well, is amazing. Vo- what are you doing? What are you but doing? The voice from the, from Batman begins to the Dark Knight, he really ramps up the voice. The voice is it got far not, worse. Yeah. It's yeah, much it's more not, subtle. Yeah. Not so big and bad in Batman Begins. There's a lot of alliteration right there. <laughs> Beautiful. I think it was I think it was though when I was watching Batman Begins, I thought it was to sort of fight against the dialect. And he's a brilliant actor. He doesn't need to ever fight against his dialect, so I didn't know what the hell he was doing. Mm-hmm. And then of course, yeah, by the by the the uh the what's the third one? Uh the Dark Knight the Dark Knight. Minchu. What is it? It's night. It's night. It's just called yeah, Dark Knight Returns, isn't it? It's just called it's just called night. It's called nighttime. Batman begins, Batman returns. The Dark Knight. And the Dark Knight. What are you what? No. Batman <laughs> Returns do not mix those two up. <laughs> Batman Forever. Best Batman. of the entire series. Yeah, Wait, I don't what? So. Batman and um, Robin? I'm looking these up. God. Batman and Robin, you're blind. What? <laughs> the Dark Knight was the second one. Correct. That's what I the said. Dark Knight, the Dark Knight Rises was the third one. Rises. Oh, Rises is the third. Rise. <laughs> Lord, Lord Vader. Rise. 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 Get up. Seriously, get up. <laughs> Speaking of which, Star Wars opens in a week. Holy moly. Holy. Are you on are you doing this show from online at the theater? Like are you online at the movie theater waiting for the movie to start in a week and you're doing the show from there? I hope they use this song in the new one. <laughs> like when Han Solo yeah, comes on the screen. That's <laughs> the song that uh, Lin-Manuel uh, Miranda contributed to the soundtrack. I thought that was... Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, why you got to make up names? <laughs> so it was Batman Begins, Dark Knight Returns. And no, no. Stop returning. The Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rise. Why are you getting upset? <laughs> Put eggs in your omelet. What's uh, what's your go-to omelet, Cal? My go-to omelet? Go to omelet. I thought there was a Batman question coming. He went right back to eggs. <laughs> what is your go-to omelet? <laughs> Why is like the, the criminal's like an odd question? Egg. And B, 
What are you doing with your voice? <laughs> it's just breakfast. <laughs> it's just breakfast, dude. Gee whiz. Aren't you British? Um, what do you got? In my home? Want... In my home, if I'm going to do Wait, wait, wait. We'll do home and away. We'll do home and away. Home and away. Home and away. All right, home and away. In my home, what I'll do is I'll do eggs. I'll do Parmesan cheese. I will do cheddar cheese. I will do ham. Oh, back up the truck, Jason. <laughs> Hold on. Sup? Sup? You? Sup? Now I'm older with an omelet. Are you putting the parm? All these cheeses are going into the batter, into the beaded yeah. eggs. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Yes. Yes. No. 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 The Parmesan cheese. <laughs> now, now you're BJ. Now you're a liar. Right off the bat. Now, now, right. now we're back. Now we're back at rice balls. Good job. Everybody. That's it. My credibility is shot. No. The Parmesan cheese goes into the egg mix. Parmesan cheese goes into the beaded eggs. Right. The shredded cheddar cheese goes on top of it and melts over it. While it's in the in the pan. While it's in the pan. Are you yeah, saying okay. beaded or beaten? I can't tell. I'll be angry if you say one of those, though. Uh, <laughs> Which one? <laughs> beaded? <laughs> did he say beaded? No. I said beaded. I said beaded twice. Did you say thriller? <laughs> I, said, I, I said off the wall once. No, I said beaded twice And the second time after it came out of my mouth I was like, beaten, holy cow, it's beaten <laughs> Holy cow, I'm an idiot It's beaten yeah, oh, I'm be, an idiot With PJ around, you have to be very careful You do not you want to upset I apologize uh, So the beaten <laughs> eggs The egg the mixture The eggs caught a, caught a beaten did you guys ever catch a beating? Never. No. Oh, wow. You didn't have my mother. No. No. Oh, I caught a couple I, of beatings. I ran from a beating a few times. A lot. <laughs> but, I got, a lot. but I got away. I got, you know. No, I caught a, a lot, lot of to hide. I caught a lot of beatings. Okay, so we're, we, we've beaten the eggs. We put the Parmesan in the, the egg mixture. In the egg mixture. Parmesan cheese. Salt and pepper? Salt and pepper. Hey, ladies. And, yeah. the, and, the, and the onion mix. <laughs> uh, the three onion rub. The three onion rub. Right. Oh, and we're ham. back. And ham. We're back. And ham in the mix. Ham. Yeah, unless I have pancetta. Then oh, I prefer that. <laughs> How do we say that? <laughs> <laughs> The Italian news anchor is back. <laughs> Tonight That's on Cooking point. with the Bishop of Calligraphy, we'll be making pancetta. Unless, of course, you have pancetta. <laughs> I'm Brian Calvi, RTU News. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you have pancetta around a lot? No. Special it's a rarity, case. right? Yeah, usually holiday season, we we do have it in the house. Can we just all get on the same page with how good pancetta is? I don't know. Is it po- it's? I think it's one of the best things ever. It's magical. Is it better yeah. than bacon? PJ, is it better than bacon? It 
But it's it's sort of bacon anyway. That's uh, not the you, question. But <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of a bacony thing. Panchette is fantastic. It's I think it's better than bacon. I think I would agree with you. You put pancetta in a uh, penne alla vodka, and you put bacon in a penne alla vodka. What's going to be better? You put that's, bacon in penne alla vodka. I'm going to get uh, upset with you again. <laughs> We're going to have to move out of Ohio. <laughs> I don't think you realize I'm losing my temper during this show. No, but that, that's all I'm, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> A common, common pancetta use. So okay, so you so unless you have pancetta, if you put if you have pancetta, you putting pancetta in, in bacon. In bacon, I have pancetta wrapped bacon. Yeah, bacon wrapped pancetta is what it bacon would be. Bacon wrapped pancetta. L- pancetta. Listen, you can wrap pancetta or you can wrap bacon around pancetta. anything I'm eating. And I'm okay. I'm I think that's a capital sodium offense, actually. You can't do that. <laughs> it is. The attorney general comes after you. Give <laughs> me a big glass of water. Here, sit down. <laughs> drink this. Take a beta blocker immediately. What are you doing? <laughs> and then okay. I and then I and then I cook the omelet at that point. But you put the cheese in while you're the extra other cheeses in while you're cooking it. The shredded cheddar cheese goes on top of it. After you flip? Um, yeah. Or pre-flip? Flip. No, after I flip. So basically you're having a Parmesan cheddar ham omelet. I, yeah, I guess. I've never called it anything, but if you had to label it, yes. Call it the salty cow. Sometimes it's it on the top, shredded it out. Wow. And the, and the cheddar? And cheddar, yeah, sometimes. Thank you. Sometimes, rarely. I let's also rarely. say that I've maybe had three omelets at home in the past year. So let's <laughs> okay. So so the, so it's a bit of a misnomer when you say go to omelet. I haven't gone but to it, any omelet in like three times in a year. But I'm saying tomorrow morning you wake up, you're making yourself an omelet. That's what it's I'm not. Be. But I'm not making myself an omelet. Probably that's not what I'm I gonna have a bowl of cereal. That's it. Treat I'm yourself to you, an omelet. Is what we're saying I'm now. Asking you, gun to your head, omelet at home. There's a man sitting with a shotgun in the kitchen saying, <laughs> "Make an omelet now." Am I on a desert I ain't gonna island? tell you again. Make that omelet. <laughs> Why is he an outlaw? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a shotgun. What anybody is in the old west? What, is it what? Mary Poppins with a shotgun? I'm sorry. Did I read that wrong? Make an omelet and pour me some whiskey. <laughs> Why is the outlaw Josie Wales in Cal's kitchen asking him to make an omelet? <laughs> He's leaning back on the chair. He's got a toothpick in his mouth. <laughs> Hat's pulled over his eyes. You have two choices. He's un- just unshaven. You can make an omelet or you can eat lead. <laughs> Okay, okay. You're going to 
and then Batman shows up. Your go-to omelet. <laughs> First of all, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> Second of all, it's it's very crowded in my kitchen. What is really happening? Mixing, mixing genres here. Nothing that has been said in the last twenty minutes has made any sense. I just want you both to know that. It makes perfect sense, PJ. When you listen back, you'll get it. PJ, what's your home omelet? Your home omelet. My home omelet is uh, you wilt some spinach in a pan. You add diced tomato to the same pan. Then you sprinkle some feta cheese and then cover so that it steams and wilts and softens. And then you beat a single egg to which you have added egg whites in a bowl. You season that with some salt, pepper, maybe garlic powder. And then you add that to the wilted spinach. This omelet's and then you, all day. Then you flip the omelet. <laughs> I asked for breakfast. <laughs> Not a novel. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen, Cookie. Um, that sounds amazing, by the way. Thank you. It does. Want you made it sound really good. Yeah. I don't even think I need to hear your diner omelet, because that one wins. He goes to a diner and cooks the same omelet. <laughs> I have to go I have to go around back. And what and will then, you have? I'll just I'll just go make it. Don't worry about it. Just yeah. tell Frankie let me, I'll be back. Let me go in the back. Yeah. And then what he does is he makes it, he serves it out on the counter, and then walks back around <laughs> and accepts it at the counter now as if he's the customer. <laughs> then he makes then he makes a, a, a witty comment about my compliments to the chef. Everybody laughs. Right. Right. Everybody has a good laugh. <laughs> then he Fun. then he pinches his own behind. Yeah. <laughs> Calls himself slow. No, if you're if you're in a diner though, there's gotta be a go to diner omelet, right? My diner omelet is usually the Western. Yeah, because your 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 home omelet is some gourmet stuff what, right there. Can I wait, I can I go back to his home omelet for one second? Go. I wanna make sure I heard this correctly. So no. Get out of here. I can you beat a single egg and then I don't add expect egg. to repeat and myself. So wait, now the outlaw Josie Wales is cooking the omelet at your house? <laughs> Stand back and let me show you how it's done. Sir, can you please keep the cigar ashes out of the out of the omelet, please? I am, Shotgun I in one hand, spatula in the other. I, I insist that you put the cigar out, sir. Is that is that is that brandy you're putting in the omelet? That's not. I don't. I'd like to hear. To... I'd like to hear Cal's question above all the comedy, please. Sorry. Yeah. Let's 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 you know. Let's cut through this. Get down to brass tacks here. You beat a single egg and add egg whites to that. Like additional egg whites, right for for some for some fluff and body. But I only want one egg yolk in there. What are you to doing? Hold it are together. You, are you are you are you follow up? Egg whites 
like from the egg and you discard the yolks or are you using all whites? I got me a one quart container of just egg whites here. It's, it's not called just egg whites though, right? It's called all whites. It's called, that's racist and I wouldn't buy that. I can't believe it's not egg whites. Right. Just egg whites? Egg whites matter. Um, (laughs) Hashtag. Hashtag. Uh, It's 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 some name brand, you know. Oh, you're just not promoting it. I see. I got the country's best egg whites, yes, sir, or something like that. Right. That's Arby's. (laughs) That's Arby's. I think you're thinking of. You think you're roast beef? Is TC Buai Arby's? Yeah. America's roast beef, yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. The country's best egg whites. <laughs> I had never uh, cooked with the egg whites until you know the last like six or eight months um, because of the low carb thing. And and as a terrible terrible cook, uh, far easier to make like eggs or an omelet with. Far easier. Just pour it into the thing. It's fantastic. Like the egg, whatever the what's what's the brand? It doesn't make a difference. But you get the egg whites in the container in the quart container. Yeah. Or half a quart. That's no yolk. Quart. I don't I don't need that many yolk, uh, egg whites. But it, this is one of the great inventions of all time. That's no yolk. <laughs> Terrible. No, seriously, no yolk. No yolk. Okay. It is. Isn't it convenient though? We do it all the time. It's fantastic. Here. It's it's amazing. Yeah. It's great. But I need one yolk in there. I need some yellow, and I I need some of that, some of that texture. Do you change the Western at all? Like, any additions to the Western, or you just you're at the diner, you go straight Western? Uh, I go straight Western. Sometimes I'll change the. uh, I'll I'll add some cheese to it. Right. Because the Um, Western traditionally does not have cheese. Is that correct? The Western is. Not usually with cheese, correct? Your, uh, let's say, I, I just looked it up, spelled omelet wrong, which I always do. Omeletti. Oh, there's no chance I ever spell omelet correctly. O M E L E T T E. How often does that come up for you? What comes up a lot? Comes up a lot. It's a shame you made it your password for the bank. Why did I pick omelet one on one? What was I thinking? <laughs> omelet omelet one on one exclamation point. Calligraphy. That's the character. Calligraphy. Calligraphy. <laughs> Another word that I have no chance of spelling. <laughs> I think what Cal, what's your diner omelet? Uh, I've never ordered a, an omelet in a diner. Oh, end the oh lie. God, right stop there. It. Stop it. Stop it. You just ended Jeez. the show. Six I'm, years. I'm telling, Six I'm, years. Telling, I'm telling you the truth. I get I don't I even get, look at girls at the beach. I get <laughs> I, I I don't. It's I, as I, ridiculous. It's as ridiculous a statement. I thought I thought everybody <laughs> operated the same way. You don't you you've never gotten an omelet in a diner. No, I've never I really never have. I really never I just I get two eggs over easy at a diner with a side of toast. It's a bacon. 
Did you say a shot of toast? A shot of toast. <laughs> and bring me a paper. I'm in a rush. <laughs> two eggs over. So that's your breakfast order in a diner. Yeah, two eggs over easy. A side what of toast. What does over easy mean? A shot of toast. Um, over easy is just really sunny side up. That's okay. Yeah. With the pillows. It depends on where you, it depends on where you are. They call it different things. I used to call it uh, the pillows, sunny side up. You used to call it the pillows. Yeah, I used okay. to call it the pillows. The pillows. Yep. All right. Yeah. So yeah, let's, so PJ, when you go to a <coughs> diner. I don't. I don't relate to the pillow thing at all. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. The pillows, unless unless you're talking about yellow pillows on top of a seat. He obviously goes to the diner when he's drunk. <laughs> I want the pillow eggs. Yes, sir. I don't. Fine. I'll be. I'll be honest with you. I don't even think he goes to a diner. <laughs> I think that's just what he makes it at home. Oh, all right. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know where that comes from. Do you always, if you're going to get breakfast at a diner, are you always getting an omelet or does it vary? Oh, oh no, 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 no. If, if, if it's breakfast in the morning, I definitely get an omelet or something like big and protein based. If I'm going for the uh, breakfast at night, you know, yeah. uh, then it's always pancakes are involved. Always. Really? No. Oh, eggs. yeah. Well, I may get like a scrambled egg, but then there'll be a short stack. Uh, okay. pancakes on the side because for me pancakes equals sleepy time so you're looking for carbs to put you to sleep right so if it's 2 a.m <laughs> i'll have an egg and some pancakes and then i just go right out and then That's when it. you wake up at five you'll have an omelet <laughs> and then i get right back up black coffee omelet. Right, back at, right back at it i eat a lot of eggs man i really do i i, at least, I have at least one a day one egg and a day at least, yes. How many dozen eggs does your family go through in a week? Two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half dozen eggs in a week. Eggs. Yep. Yeah. We hard boil them. Mm-hmm. We like egg salad. Right. Uh, we bake. And we have a lot of eggs at breakfast. Yeah. That's about right. We're eggy. Where are we on egg salad, by the way, guys? Oh, can't have enough. That's I like a big it. question. All right, but we, you got you got to turn me on to it. Yo, we got to sell you an egg salad. Definitely. Really? Tell me how to make it. That I'm gonna eat it. Got to tell me. Never eat. You hard, you hard boil an egg. Well, you hard boil about six. You dice them up. You salt and pepper, maybe a little garlic to taste. A little bit of mayo, and for me, a little bit of uh, Dijon mustard as well. Okay. Stir, 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 stir. Can I put, put relish in there? I would not. <laughs> I would not I, pickle I, it up. Okay. What if you love relish? Well, then go for it. If you love relish, have a side of relish. <laughs> don't, put it, don't put it in the egg salad. <laughs> you love relish so much, why'd you put it in your pants? All right? Relish. And that's it. That's egg salad. Just it's, it's very easy to make. Yeah, you could put paprika in it too. Or oh yeah, sure. 
Yeah. Nutmeg or paprika? Paprika. You had me at paprika. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you guys? And then, and then what you, you guys, do? Yeah. If you're gonna make a sandwich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put it on whole wheat toast. Certainly. Sounds fantastic. Or if you like if you're fine, if you want to find a way to get through a whole box of crackers real quick, <laughs> just put a bowl of egg salad on the counter with a spoon and just go if cracker looking, by cracker. If you're looking for a reason to get through a box of wheat thins in a hurry, yeah. Look, we got to kick these triscuits because it's getting close to the date. The uh, I I Man. never ate egg salad. People had people had egg salad as kids. I would never eat it. Oh, I think so I think I had a consistency problem with it too. Some people make it too soupy. It's no good. I think yeah, you got to keep it on the dry side. On the firm side. Yeah. It never. It was never a a good lunch option for me though. Like to take to school. Right. And I never think that's really where lasted. It falls apart for me. Yeah. I gotta go. By the way, just going back, I gotta go. Diner, I get a bacon and cheddar omelet. Like, let's dance. Yeah, that's fine. That's fair. Just straight bacon and cheddar omelet with a side of salsa. Let's go. Side of salsa? Yep. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't eat ketchup anymore. It would always be with ketchup. Right. Now I do bacon and cheddar omelet, side of salsa, or I love in a diner a spinach um, feta. Feta. And, and... Ham. Drum roll. Ah. Spinach, feta, and ham? Yep. Spinach, feta, and ham omelet. Or I, the turkey and Swiss omelet is magnificent. I love omelets, by the way. I love yeah, I, omelets. I, I'm getting that. Yes. Adore them. Either yeah, they're one, of my, they're one of my favorite things. They really have are. them breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Absolutely. Is there anything else that you love in this life that you also can't spell? <laughs> like, like the dichotomy. Chanterelles. Of not being able to I love write. chanterelles. <laughs> that may be <clears throat> the greatest question that has ever been asked of me. It's a good question, right? Like, think about the things that you love. No, Can't we're going to need probably- we're going to need two, three weeks on this. I may need to put a team of researchers on this. Oh, we've got we've got interns that are home for the holidays. Yeah, but Steve, is... how how will you make notes on 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 the list of things you love but can't spell? <laughs> You'll have to dictate it into your phone. Well, he'll be able to make the notes because he thinks that's how it's spelled. We just wouldn't that's be right. able to read it. That's right. I won't be able to pass the notes along to you guys. Right. You'll have no idea what the notes mean. What is that? Oh, what? Is... <laughs> what the hell is an omelet? A U M. Right. There's not six T's in omelet. No way that's right. It's like he's not even trying. <laughs> it's, it's it's phonetically. Everything is phonetic. I there. My problem is I don't have a go-to omelet in a diner because I love them all. Mm-hmm. Sure. Ham and Swiss, ham and Swiss omelet. Oh my goodness! 
That's that's uh, that's a fourth omelet that you've mentioned now. Just two straight ham and Swiss omelets. So with, with diced, ham and Swiss with diced tomatoes. Oh man. Let me ask you: If you go to a diner, will you not order an omelet because you can't decide? No, I. But I will. I will. Build, it's always build a bear with me. Always. All right. Like I, I will never just say, "Give me a western." No chance. No, I, you're gonna. I need to, I need you're to gonna augment. customize it. <laughs> it has to be fully customizable. Right. <laughs> it's gonna become Usually a reality I show. I A&E. A, a base omelet, like the base model of a car, and then I will. Next start time adding. on the Omelet Bros. <laughs> Yo, we gotta customize this omelet, bro. We're we got six minutes out. to come up with, with this omelet. I'll add sausage often. Imagine. Sir, this is not red mango. You cannot customize your omelet. Please <laughs> yes, you choose from what's diner. available to you. Yes, you can at a diner. Maybe in New Hope, but not here in New York, you can. I don't live in New Hope, though. <laughs> customize that omelet. That you might be... Use- that- Jackson Hole customized my omelet. That's like a game show. It's because you like you. Customize that omelet. I can customize that omelet in three ingredients. Can't you envision the studio audience chanting that? Customize that omelet. Is that like move that truck? Exactly. Like move that truck. I like a little broccoli. Every once in a while, in an omelet. Love, I think it, love it. Love it. Let's go. Let's go here, Peach. Let's go ham, Swiss, and broccoli. What's up? No. Now Peach. we have a French omelet. I take the broccoli out, put spinach in it. No, nope. it's like a it's like an omelet cordon bleu. Mmm. Yep. I did. See it. with spinach. God, with I spinach, I do feta. With broccoli, I'll do cheddar. Uh, Not feta, but cheddar. Cheddar, yeah. Well, broccoli, cheddar, they go together. Feta and broccoli and Swiss go together very well. Very, very well. I don't think I've I've done that too often. Broccoli and Swiss? No. Oh, you're out of of your mind. You're not going to be able to see me anymore, by the way. What happened? No, we ran out of battery. It's okay. Are you older? You have a family? I got a family. <laughs> I can't pay for the battery on this iPad. I can't make an omelet because the kids have got to eat. Kids have the omelets. Do your kids eat omelets? Well, PJ, I know my, your kids do. My kids don't. No, they don't eat eggs. No, nah, um, they will eat scrambled eggs only if I make it. Nice. Not anything I'm doing special. Just for whatever reason, they like it when I make it. And they like egg whites, too. Like if I just make a thing, like an egg white with the with the three onion rub on top of it. They like that. They want the taller guy at the, uh, at the, at the stove for the eggs. That's it. <laughs> That's, maybe they like, yeah, the eggs are dropping from a higher altitude. They prefer that. <laughs> they cook from, from high above. They're very, they're very finicky when it comes to that. I like are a they good finicky? high altitude egg. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like sea level eggs. Honestly, they're flat. They're good. <laughs> they are. And forget about valley eggs. <laughs> oh no. Oh. No. Can't, can't have it. no. You're in the valley. You get uh, you get waffles. Peeves, your kids uh, eat eggs, right? They're big on the omelets and stuff. 
Oh yeah, I can't escape the kitchen if, if, <laughs> if they're awake. <laughs> I'm custom making orders all morning. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're like a short order cook at that point. He's Vic right? Tayback now. He is Vic Tayback. <laughs> Why do you put that white T-shirt and white hat on? Because I think it's that, so flattering. Think that really, That's why. I think it really adds to it. I think they wouldn't see you that way as much if you didn't wear the greasy white T-shirt and the white little hat. I wouldn't curl the edges up on that hat either. Just <laughs> no, I would. And I also would not refer to Tina that way. The way you're referring to Tina, I would not speak to her that way. I feel like rather <laughs> Move it over here, sweet buns. <laughs> did he ever say? Did he ever say? Was he like in a real? I I remember that show, but I don't remember that show. Did no, he was just, he show? was just ornery. He was he was Mel. Mel's so he wasn't and he was really ornery, just mean. Not was he sexy. sexy? No. no, no. Even with Flo? No, he hated. They were they had a very uh, cantankerous relationship. Right. Who are the, so there's Alice, Flo, and Vera. Vera. Those were the three waitresses. No, Vera. Yeah. Did any? Did we really watch this show? Such a Alice? shrinking violet, Vera. Yeah. Of course we watched Total it. Total freaking violet. Who is the actress who played Vera? I'll give you eight hundred dollars, PJ, if you know this. <laughs> I have, I have <laughs> no, Beth no Roland. ability to recall that up. name. I don't know. I think who it's is Beth it Roland. I think it's Beth Roland. Oh, I think you're not getting eight hundred dollars. I will give you an omelet. Look it up, because I'm. I swear I didn't look at that. I just have a feeling it's something like that. All right. I'm What's the name? It it's not Beth Linda Roland? Lavin. I think no. so. And it's not Kimberly uh, uh, Gum. It's Vic not Tabak. who played Linda Lavin, Vic Tabak, Beth Howland. Beth Howland. Howland. That's close. Look at you. Based on Alice doesn't live here anymore. Series a movie Brad, no one saw. It's a movie no one saw. Florence Jean, Polly. Holiday. Holiday. Right. Vic Tabak and scatterbrained Vera Louise Gorman, Beth Howland. Was this show? <laughs> how long was this show on? No. Nine years. Nine years. 76 to 85. No. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. That's three, no. that's three, presi- that's three presidents. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's Kiss Ford Carter and Reagan. Yes, they all love the show, by the way. How could that show run nine years? It used to be sad. But they did 202 episodes. No. And in between, I cooked and cleaned and went out of my mind. Finish it. Bring it home. Moving my life through the blindness zone. It's tough to see. I had to get out. What? <laughs> Start enjoying. Look for me. There's a new girl in town. And she's looking good. There's a... All right. No, got it. <laughs> you can't just stop when a brother's about to get involved. Did everybody, did everybody see uh, episode number one hundred and forty-six? Alice's turkey of a Thanksgiving. 
Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Aired November 10th, 1982. No? Anybody? No one saw that one? November 10th? That seems like an early uh, Thanksgiving episode. Uh, how about the one that aired on December 25th, 1983? Tis the season to be jealous. Whoa! <laughs> I don't remember that one. Alan. Holy cow, this show ran for nine years. That's got to wow. be like, what, 170 episodes? 202 episodes. 202. How is that possible? How is that possible? I don't know, but please welcome the cast of Alan <laughs> <laughs> and their Thanksgiving recipes. <laughs> And now, here on RTU, Making Omelets, the original cast of Alice, Vic Tabak. <laughs> can, we ask, can we ask the cast, like, really dumb audience questions? Like, did you really cook back there, Vic? <laughs> what did were you, you making all those years? His grits? I've always wanted to know, were Alice and Mel ever an item? I know, I know, I'm bad Did they ever change that coffee? It seemed to be The diners seemed to be in a very desolate area of the (laughs) desert How did you maintain (laughs) over nine years? Well yeah, didn't you think that though? When they did the opening shot it was like this (laughs) empty road and the car pulls up. You're like, who goes here? <laughs> like literally in the middle of nowhere. I would not stop at this diner. Mel's this diner. show is one of the fascinating. Uh, I can't believe we've just uncovered how fascinating this show is. <laughs> it, 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 this you is sure unbelievable. <laughs> yes. So wait, just here, just a greasy spoon diner in Phoenix, Arizona. Right. Mm-hmm is the setting for this long-running series. Alice Hyatt is an aspiring singer with a teenage son, Tommy. Oh, was that, um, Tommy, was that, uh... Philip McKeon. Yes, that was. Nancy McKeon's brother with the exact same face. Very buck-toothed. Same face. Very, very toothy. Very toothy (laughs) McGee. No doubt. (laughs) A.K.A. Philip McKeon. <laughs> it was the kind of smile you could get away with in the 70s. It was all right. Mel, what was Mel, guys, to win the omelet? What was Mel's last name? To win the golden sharples. Wow, no hesitation. No hesitation. Mel sharples. Mel sharples. I knew that. Holy cow. What kind of career did Vic Tabak have? I think he was on the love boat after that. Let me get, let me give you guys this. You ready? You ready? Vic Tabak was born on January 6, 1930 in New York City. He was an actor and a director known for Alice, Papillon, Papillion, Papillon. He was in Papillon? He was in Papillion. Papillion. Papillon's a great movie. And Bullet. 
Wow. What the heck was he hey, in Bullet? Way, no, Robert Loja died, guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's unfair. Now, now I want you to get on the horn and tell those sons of bitches how to take them down. Sorry. That's just my favorite line ever for Robert Lotion. <laughs> From Armageddon. We do that line all the time. Get on the horn. I love him from from Lost Highway, but you can't repeat any of his lines from Lost Highway. Not on this show, my friend. No, no. Not in my house. Are you kidding? Speaking of, we should wrap this up. We've been on for eight hours. Well, the final unload I was going to do tonight (laughs) centered around a Maxim article that was pure madness. Uh, called 20 cover songs that were better than the original, which is uh, something we touched on here. I uh, saw that. A few times. Uh, I suggest you look it up because the article is crazy pants. I disagree with every word of it. 20 cover songs that are better than the original. Maxim on crack. Next week on RT. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Hey, listen, we don't know for a fact at this moment if it's true that Michael Kadire retired. It's really one of the weirdest things that I've seen in a while. But if it is true and 63-year-old Michael Kadire has retired <coughs> or he's Kadired, <laughs> I want to thank him for a year. Um, he, he brought something... To that clubhouse, everybody seems to like him, and uh, you know, best wishes in your retirement, Michael. Goodbye. I don't. Goodbye. Michael, retire. I don't know. And goodbye. My, <laughs> and my final note is: six years ago, on December 9th oh, or eleventh no. or tenth, somewhere in there, uh, Brian and I uh, started doing the show. Six years ago. And um, uh, PJ now we're older. Us. <laughs> yes, that was before I was older and had a family. Literally. Um, but PJ joined us uh, about four and a half years into it. Maybe even five. And um, I just want to say to you guys, uh, thank you for the last six years. And... Um, I'm really glad, Brian, that we uh, decided to try this, and um, I, I hope uh, we have six more. So uh, at least, <laughs> not <laughs> stopping at six, just <laughs> getting more. to just getting to twelve and being like, well, that's it. It's been great. You just another Senate term. <laughs> I could go for six more omelets. Omelets for all my friends. Um, thank you for the last six years, Brian. Uh, hey, likewise, show means a lot to me. And uh, thank you for the last five years, PJ. This show means a lot to uh, to us. And um, so, uh, thanks, guys. And um, omelets for all my friends. The turkey <laughs> Jello, come on. <laughs> and uh, you can catch turkey fruit salad um, at uh, <laughs> Mel's Diner uh, next week. They're opening for quintessential. <laughs> 
The Bishop of Calligraphy and Omelette Heathen Green in the Court of the Crimson Eye.